Blue Tiger Revenge, brought to you by Warning, you are now entering the Blue Tiger 10, the intellectual dark web of comic book podcasting. Revenge is upon you. Hit the music. Oh, and that's right. We're back for another episode of Blue Tiger Revenge. I am comic book creator Ted Galusha, and with me, being judged so harshly, just super uncool, lame, almost a boomer. Wow. Just, just dorky dad all the way. The king of beards. Brian some, Bales. Some call me the heart and soul. How's it going, Brian? <laughs> it's going good. That's true. It's going good. It's good. Uh, do you do you want to explain to the listeners why why you're being judged? Just just shades of embarrassment. Yes, I would love to. My uh, my oldest my oldest meadow is is here, and I begged them to uh, put on headphones. And uh, your headphone is backwards there you go uh put on headphones and a microphone and come uh come do the intro with us so say hello hello (laughs) wow wow welcome welcome to welcome to the tiger den comic book yeah thank you the greatest comic book podcast on the planet on the planet you know, I had to ask uh, my dad how many monthly listeners you guys had because I I swear it was like it was like under under one hundred at least. I was I was very I was very wow. pleasantly surprised to hear you guys were over in the hundreds. That's right. That's right. That's right. Some yeah. would say we're thousands upon thousands of downloads at this point. We are international, international. We, we are. got listeners international. Mm-hmm. Wow, Europe, yeah. Australia, Asia. Asia, mm-hmm. yeah, even South America, Africa. That's right. That's right. Some that's right. even say a couple in Antarctica, and that's a big deal. Yeah, that's a big, yeah. big some, fucking deal. Some would say, some would say intergalactic. Some would say that. Yeah. Wow. Just Meadow is not <laughs> amused, not impressed. Wow. Yeah. So Meadow, what's new? with you with me yeah um well well i'm not really into the whole comic the comic book um scene like you guys are so i don't really have much to say related to your guys's um that's okay we talk about it listen we talk about the culture that inspires comics and the comics that inspire culture okay makes sense makes sense well, I'm about to go on a road trip for ten days. There you go. Yeah. Wow, that's in in the inspiring. in the a bunch of national forests. Hell yeah! Scenic byways, probably some. You could write some cool horror comic about that. Coming of age. Yeah. Coming of age. There you go. Ooh. There you go. I like it. 
So I got to ask, you heading north, you heading south, you heading east, possibly even west into the ocean. I don't know. Um, directions towards California. So south. Yeah. South. Yeah. South. South. Mm-hmm. You, you should what? learn north, south, east, and west before you go on yeah, a road trip. I probably <laughs> should. Throw that out there. I probably should. <laughs> you know, like uh, never, is- never eat soggy waffles, but I don't know which way, you know, the never starts. Mm. That's there fair. you go. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, terrifying, but fair. <laughs> uh, what you, you are... Can, you can call me if you get lost, okay? <laughs> what are the major points of your destination? Like, there's got to be an A, B, C, and D before heading home. Um, Creedy Hot Springs, Bigelow Hot Springs, Cougar Hot Springs, um, Blue Pool, and Sahali Falls. Okay, I'm sensing picking up on a theme here. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a theme. There's swimming a theme. and bathing. Yes. Mm-hmm. I love swimming. That, that sounds great. So that sounds you great. Know, coming up to borrow some of uh, the old man's camping gear. Mm-hmm. You know, tent never been opened, so it's right there for him. <laughs> a couple of sleeping bags used once. Some cooking you know what, gear. Man, I'm gonna say thank you, thank you. Mm-hmm. Gotta put you the know, stuff to use. Yeah, yeah. I've been telling that to Bry all the time. <laughs> this is a guy who just went. He just came from uh, came back uh, last month from a uh, down here. They went on a bunch of trips uh, from the Olympic yeah. National Forest, the Olympic National Forest down to uh, the Lincoln City. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we just rode the coast. We started up at the very tip of the you know the mm-hmm. peninsula there, and then just rode all the way down to i guess would that be like halfway down oregon coast something like that but uh yeah stories and adventures to behold it you guys are great. gonna have a lot of fun mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. so are you going with a crew nope just just me and uh phaedra my partner wow mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. all right all right so what is your uh what are we doing for security here we got a dog we got a bat we, got we don't. We don't got a dog. We got mace, waspray, a couple gave him knives, a, knife, a big old you know? K bar. Yeah, big old K bar. Uh, honestly, waspray to the face. Yeah, it's yeah. bad day. There you go. A bad time. That's true. That's worse than pepper spray. Okay, so I got to ask you: Have you, have you? Because this is a complicated podcast. Yep. Has your dad told you that he has decided he's not collecting anymore? He's only. He's I haven't to- told I haven't told him this. That's a lie. It is. It's true. It's true. It's not true. It's true. I've sold comic books. I've sold stuff. I haven't bought new stuff. Do you remember? Uh, what was it? What year oh, did you get rid of? How many boxes of comics and how many times? Six years. That was six you, years ago. Did you yeah. bring that up? I'm wishing you hadn't done that. That's true. Yeah. That's yeah. true. But <laughs> yeah. It's true. Like giant boxes, like probably at least like three feet long. Yeah, they were they were big. There was a lot, but I'm I'm trying to slowly phase myself out of collecting. I'm still gonna get stuff to read. I'm getting stuff to read, but not stuff to like just have. Okay. If that makes sense. That's fair. Yeah. It's a little bit more sensible, I guess. She doesn't maybe. She doesn't care. Look at you. Look at you over there just 
mean mug in me right now. <laughs> I just love this. Sh- immediately, you were called out on the bullshit. Just immediately. <laughs> you know, I'm not collecting comics. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Whatever. See, I, I know it's it's not true because I do the same thing. Oh, I'm uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna stop doing this hobby. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick up this one and say we do the same thing. We cycle cycle through yeah. them. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we all you know. I get into like, I get locked into modes where I'm really into a certain thing for about a month, mm-hmm. and then it's like the thing doesn't even exist anymore. I don't know. I'm you're you're still on eighties miniseries, really hard. It's true. Yeah. They're hard to you know. It's hard to find them though. It's hard to find. Um. So, Meadow, have you seen any of the uh, the new, I don't know, movies or uh, any of that kind of crap that's coming out lately? Anything you can recommend before you hop off here? Honestly, no. I have not. I have not been to the movies. We're supposed to go see Barbie, but yeah. we haven't. Mm-hmm. We haven't done it yet. So I do want okay. to go see that. A little birdie told me you were into music. Yes. What's what's top of the list right now? Oh, I just went to a Sir Chloe concert like two days ago. Very, very okay. good. They had uh, really good openers called Jay Graves. Great Graves. performance. Mm. Really good. Okay. Tell, really got the crowd tell, hyped up. Tell the Tiger Cubs how you feel about country music, though. Country music? Oh, it, it, it's awful. It's awful, right? It's, it's awful. I, I will admit, I do have like three Guilty Pleasure songs. Sure. Everyone but, like, does. But like, now, What type of country are we talking? Because if you go back far enough... You get into like, I don't know, Willie Nelson, those type of guys. They don't, those guys openly in the 80s were like, uh, this new country, especially like pop country. Yeah, they called okay, it pop. Okay, yeah, pop, pop countries. Just garbage. Awful. It's garbage. Awful. It's like you yeah. mix the worst too. Just mm-hmm. creates a yeah. new kind of horrible. Now, 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 I have a question. Are you like, still a Swifty? No, no, no. Oh, okay. I, I really, I really don't get, um, she makes, all right, music, but I don't get the the grasp that yeah. she has on. Yeah, on I guess people. you're not. I guess you're not 11 anymore. Yeah, so that's true. That's fair. Okay, is there a genre of music that you're you're getting into? Um, I really, you, I really just kind of like a little bit of everything. I don't really. Okay. Yeah. Are you going? Are you do like deep diving into? Because you're young. Are you mm-hmm. deep diving into like the older stuff, like The Cure and all that? That seems like usually that's pretty big deal for your age sometimes occasionally i'll look at older stuff but i really just kind of my phone will shuffle stuff and i'll just really find stuff through that okay cool very cool listen to older stuff in the car with me Mm -hmm. pretty much we we jam we jam the old stuff so meadow again i'm gonna apologize because well first of all don't you dare (laughs) disrespect little river band in my presence ever (laughs) ever Okay. Yeah. Sure. That's right. Little River. Or bands. what's what's your band? What's your favorite band again? Toto. I can't do it, man. I can't either. They got like a couple good songs. Other than that, it's like that's because you yeah, haven't heard all. You, you got to listen. I to have. The, no, you haven't. I, I have. promise you down. haven't. Promise tried, you haven't. I've, got, I've deep delve on Toto. They're the best, man. They're the best, dude. No, dude. Phil Collins just. I mean, Phil Collins is Phil Collins, you know. It's legendary. Yeah, legendary. It's legendary. I think Meta probably back me up on that. I, mean, I I love how I have no idea who half of these people you guys are oh. talking about are. What Just, about what about you, you used to get down? How about Hollow Notes? Oh used yeah, to, actually, okay. actually, yeah. Okay, Phaedra downloaded you. one of those songs the other day, and yes. he was like, "Do you know this song?" And I was like, "Yes, I know this song." That's right. 
That's right. Hall and Oates is legit. Legit. Pretty good. Who? Buffalo Springfield. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're good. Mm -hmm. You want to get old? All right. Well, she's just just dying to get off with these geezers over here. Yeah, just like, oh, God, kill me. You can roast me before you leave if you want to, though. Yeah, I've been like trying to trying to come up with something too in my awesome. head. It just it just too, hasn't came naturally yet. Yeah. Well, if it doesn't come naturally, that just means I'm I'm pretty great. So that's why they call me the you heart can't and soul. Say anything bad, then it means it's nothing but good. <laughs> exactly. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, that's how we review books here too. You know. Uh, that's right. If we don't say anything bad, it means it's nothing but good. Huh? So uh, there you go. Uh, shall we bring our guests in? Let's do it. Check one two. And we're back. Hello. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and we've got not just one, but two guests. A new guest, someone we've never met before. Yep. And a familiar face. We've got Colleen Palmer. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. And uh, welcome, Gabe Chang. How's it going, man? It's going great. Uh, thank you guys for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, now you guys are working with... Um, Someone who I'm a bit familiar with. Ludy. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> that guy. No, Ludy's the best. But Warden Comics, you guys are doing some stuff with Warden Comics, and we can get all into that. But uh, first of all, just let's, uh, uh, well, you know, there he goes. Bri, Bri is, uh, he'll be back. He's, uh, you know, hanging out with his daughter for a little bit, but he'll be back. Uh, but so let's let's get into it. Uh What's up, guys? What's what's new with you? You're again, like I said, you're doing a new book with uh, Warden Comics, but uh, we'll, we'll let's get to know you first a little bit better. All right, Gabe, do you want to do you want to go first? Uh sure. Yeah. Um, my name is Gabe Chang. I'm the writer of Requiem and Relki, which is the the comic that is uh, launching on Kickstarter on Wednesday, August 9th. Um, and the art is done by Colleen Palmer, who is also here with us today. Yep, I'm Colleen Palmer. I've been here before. Glad to be back. Yeah. So always, always a pleasure. How did uh how did you guys get um how did you guys get synced up with Warden Con- Well, Colleen, I know your story, but Gabe, how did you come into this uh this party? Uh well, I I mean, I guess it kind of starts with how I got connected with Colleen, which is that I did a short story one shot called Into the Wilderness a couple years ago. And I needed a variant cover for the Kickstarter. And uh, Colleen and I got connected through Upwork, um, where I connect with all my my artists. And um, I think I, I said this on our first call or our first email exchange, Colleen, but I was like, the main reason why I was, well, aside from her her portfolio is amazing, but I she has like uses halftone dots in her art. And I'm like, I love halftone dots. Let's, yeah. let's frigging go. Like, let's do it. <laughs> Um, and so, yeah, so she did an amazing variant cover for, uh, the book into the wilderness, um, which is actually on my wall right here. Oh, cool. Oh, nice. Nice. Pointing in the mirror (laughs) of, of a zoom call. Um, yeah. And, uh, and so I, um, so then I guess flash forward through a couple of years later, um, I saw that warden comics and Colleen was involved in a, um 
a anthology book uh, mm-hmm. called Monstrosities, which was a uh, horror creature horror. And I thought I had a good pitch for it, and I uh, I submitted it, and and that got accepted, and it was part of the anthology. Uh, and then fast forward a couple months after that, uh, after that Kickstarter was funded and all that stuff came out looking great. Um, I'd been sitting on this comic script for a while uh, that I'd written during the pandemic uh, or during the lockdown, I should say, um, called Requiem and Relki. And the whole time I was writing it, I was like, you know who would be like a really good artist for this is Colleen Palmer. And um, there you go. so I was, uh, uh, I was getting... I was finishing up some other Kickstarter projects that uh, you know I was able to put a bow on successfully, and then figuring out what I wanted to do next. And and Requiem and Relki seemed like the thing to do. Um, and so I reached out to Colleen; she was available, and uh, and here we are. And and uh, I guess uh, I specific, I, you know, I contacted her and said, you know, what do you think about getting Warden Comics involved in Ludi? And so yeah. I had a good conversation with him, and uh, and yeah, and so like I said, here we are. We're we're making the comic. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. So, um, what, uh, what got you into writing? Did you go to, did you go to college for writing or is this just something that you're, you've been doing for a while? Like, um, I've always, you know, it's typical writer story. I've always kind of been writing like little short stories when I was a kid and stuff. I, um, I remember I used to like watch movies and like try to like write the novelization of the movie <laughs> you know <laughs> okay. as a, yeah, as a yeah, weird yeah. exercise i only did it like one or two times and one of what time movie was, i gotta ask what movies really uh batman forever uh for sure was the one i remember and i think i've done okay. at least another one so oh that's cool that's um, really cool yeah and uh yeah and, and like little short stories and stuff and then so i I did go to school for for film. Uh, it wasn't a super strong film program at the at the school that I went to, or at least it wasn't at the time that I was there. It is which, better now. Which school was that? UC Riverside in Southern California. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, nice. um, yeah, it was, um, you know, it was SoCal, so it was it was Hollywood adjacent, but it wasn't like a very robust program. So, are you, are you from? Are you in Southern California? Is that where I you're am at? now. Yeah. I um, okay. Uh, but I'm from New Jersey, uh, essentially. Oh, all right. I spent some yeah. time in Jersey. I did about <laughs> three years while I was going to the, I went to the Cuber school. Oh, and, nice. Uh, yeah. So I was out there for, um, Jersey's an interesting place. That's the nicest thing I can say. <laughs> for the record, I also lived in Jersey for a while. I don't know if I ever told you that, Gabe. I don't <laughs> think you did. Oh my God. Yeah. Look at this. We just got a whole like Jersey know, party. Going yeah. On. Yeah. Th- Where we're, just were you in Jersey, titled- Colleen? Um, yeah. I was in uh, Freehold Township for oh, okay. a few years. So where's where's that up. over by? That sounds really familiar. So like it's it's kind of like the northeast area, almost around the like little little part. It's maybe like an I don't know. I don't know how far away from Atlantic City. I was a kid when we were there, so my okay. perception is little. But we would. I'm from Connecticut originally, so like we moved to Jersey and. My dad got a job down there. So we would go okay. to like Connecticut on the weekends to visit family and whatnot. So, so okay. like close enough to do that on a weekend, I guess. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, we did that. My uncle was in Connecticut and we did that drive. Um, oh, right on. Yeah. A couple times to go visit. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. Yeah. Jersey. Jersey's interesting. It's a fun place. Yeah. Yeah. I'm from oh. uh, Mercer County. So right, right in the middle. So I, I like to say, okay. I, Grew up in the shadow of Princeton University because I was you right know what though? Princeton. That area is 
I, I feel like we're getting to the, like the weeds on Jersey, but uh, like that's actually a really nice area. I remember the first time I drove down there because I was up around like Rockway, right? I don't know. So like basically just you know straight shot to New York City, right? Or yeah. like like Newark, and uh, yeah, yeah, Newark. Oh, Newark. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, I remember going down there and I was like amazed at like. It's gorgeous down there. It's like far, and it's all like farmlands and stuff yeah. like that. It's like really nice, like you Green, know, rolling hills. Yeah, yeah. It's like I guess when I always think of Jersey, I always think of like Newark and I guess the adjacent. Um, but it really is once you start heading south, like it's just Garden State, man. It's just it's so beautiful. Yeah, but um, yeah, look at us. Okay, so you came out <laughs> Southern California, and uh, you're going to college. Uh, out in Riverside, and yeah. um, I guess then what's next? Thinking I'm going to be a, a big time film director. Um, okay, and then uh, graduate in 2008, which was a super awesome, great time to be a college graduate. It was so so great. Really... It was just the land of plenty. It was just, yeah, 09 like... right here, baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I ended up um, I. I ended up going to grad school and um, uh, becoming a teacher. So I was a high school teacher oh, cool. uh, for seven years um, because I I tried to to get in it in Hollywood, but it was you know it was the recession. It was the we were coming off of the writer strike. Uh, that that writer strike. Now we're in another one, and um, and yeah, yeah. So I was I was unsuccessful in my attempts, my first attempts to get into to Hollywood, and so so let me ask you this then: what? Because you hear people say, oh, I made attempts to get into the industry and try and break into any industry, especially if you don't have a connection. Well, you know, you guys are all, you know, we're all working in comics uh, to some degree. And film is, I, f I feel like, is similar to comics where you see a lot of the people that are working are, are like, there's a lot of second gen or there's a lot of people that come from unique situations that allow them to ease into the industry, especially like, because a lot of it's just time, right? Yeah. And it seems like the film industry is very similar. So what did you do? What were, what was your, like I, when I, like for me, I did an internship right out of the Kubert school out in Portland. Right. And I thought like, Oh man, if I do well here, like this is going to be great. And then the internship ended and it was like, uh, what do I do now? Okay. <laughs> like they didn't have any options for me. Like they were like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Just have fun in the world. So, yeah, it was one of the, I ended up like I ended up working in like doing commercial work like for film like storyboards for like right. like literal commercials and stuff. Yeah. Um like that was the only thing. So what how did you end up what did you end up doing? What was your approach? So I um I did a couple internships in college and it was a very similar experience. It was like this is this is cool and you know it was great working with people and you know it was nice to meet you and then like after it was done it was like all right, cool. What's next? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where you're like, hey, do you guys want me to stay around? They're like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so I, I and I didn't know what to do. I like I said, my my film program was not very robust. It wasn't didn't prepare me very well um, yeah. for what I wanted to do, and I wasn't sure what I wanted to do, and I wasn't sure how to get there. So I kind of floundered, to be honest. And I didn't have a lot of people skills. I didn't have a lot of work, work skills I had. Uh, so I got jobs at, um, an ad company as a okay. receptionist. 
um, and was fired after a couple of weeks and then <laughs> uh, got another company. I got another job as a receptionist at another very, uh, very big ad agency that does uh, movie trailers and got fired from there after a couple of weeks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so just crushing it, yeah, crushing yeah. it in the, in the summer and fall of 2008. Um, and yeah, so I had a, a um, uh, it was definitely an, an existential crisis and my, and my parents kind of encouraged me slash, uh, 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 forced me. I, my, my mom is going to listen to this, so, uh, she's probably not happy that I'm saying that, but they encouraged me strongly to go to grad school. And, um, and so I, I took, a uh, I, I just took a job. One of my fraternity brothers got me a job at a place that he was working. That was kind of a, a server farm. It was like, um, uh, you know, just, uh, servers that run websites and just making sure that yeah. they're up and stuff like that. And it was, uh, and I did that while I was applying to grad school. Then I went to grad school and, you know, I, I joke that my, my parents forced me to, to into teaching, but I, I really did. I did love it for, um, for what it was. And it was, so I taught, um, video production. I taught okay. broadcast journalism, yearbook, uh, art fundamentals, some graphic design, some photography. Um, so what I was doing was I was teaching in, you know, the, the main classes that I was doing, which was video production, which I really, really loved. I was teaching kids to appreciate filmmaking and I was teaching them filmmaking with digital cameras and editing software and, and storyboarding and writing scripts and coming up with story ideas and teaching them about story structure. And, and it was, um, you know, it was, it was a passion of mine and it was something that I really loved and something I really loved to to impart onto young people and to yeah. see them pick up, pick up the tools and make really awesome things with. And, and I was always really proud of the things that they created. But after seven years, uh, I worked at two different high schools. Um, I, I realized that I wasn't happy doing that. Um, sure. and I was the things that were rewarding about the job were, were not outweighing the things that I found challenging. Sure. And, um, and I realized in that time, as I was doing that, um, that what I really wanted to do was write. Okay. Um, and because during those seven years of teaching, I would take my summer breaks and my spring breaks, and I would start to work on spec scripts, um, just for TV shows, or I'd write my own little scripts of, of things. I took some ideas that I had in college and kind of flushed it out and, and did, did second drafts on, and yeah. I would submit those to these writing contests mm -hmm. that didn't really like didn't really mean anything but i would get some awards and there was some validation but um you know at a certain point i i was looking at myself in the mirror uh as a teacher and saying like do i want to do this in 10 years and the answer was no do i yes. want to do it in five years and the answer was no and it's like <laughs> well then why are you continuing to do it next year it's like, right, right. Okay, gotta gotta make a change. So, um, quit my job, uh, moved to L.A., um, got a job at uh, a company that's kind of film industry adjacent, um, and then just really try to dedicate myself to to writing. And um, the the first thing I did, uh, you know, I I came to Hollywood thinking like, oh yeah, I'm gonna be, I, I want to work in TV. I want to be a film or film and TV writer. But then I was, um, I was thinking about like what I wanted to do with this specific script that I had written, and 
Um, you know, did I want to try to to pitch it? I had no connections. I don't even know how to pitch, you know, a movie or where to even start. And I was like, or isn't that interesting? Not to interject, but isn't that interesting? Is like the one thing when you come out of these programs, I don't know, maybe Colleen can um back me up on this, but it seems like that's the big disconnect is that a lot of these institutions don't necessarily they teach you maybe the fundamentals, you know, they give you the building blocks to run and I guess develop your own skills. They don't necessarily teach you how to take your ideas and take it to market, so to speak, yeah. which is essentially the most difficult thing to do because that's the thing that makes it where you're like that that's the breaking point between you're just you're just doing this because you've got a passion for it versus you're doing this for a living, you know. Yeah. yeah. It's so hard to train like here's how here's the class on how to get your foot in the door. It's yeah. like, cause there's yeah. a million yeah. different ways to do it. And, right. um, and there's no right way you could, there's I, no we've right had, way. Yeah. We've had guys on this podcast. I know guys now that are like, they were just, they just haven't been right place, right time. And then I also know other people that they grinded for years and years, immensely talented. It was just a matter of them finishing something or, finally just getting the right person to look at the project, you know, or it takes somebody like Ludi to be like, yeah, I'll give you a shot. Let's do it. You know? Yeah. 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 It's um the, the overnight success story is always four years in the making or whatever the saying is. Like, yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, look, look, it decided uh, to show up into the time. Welcome. Welcome. Oh. Thank you. Thank you. Happy to be here. Um, Spending time with your kid. God. I know. I know. Wow. Terrible. Terrible. Had to had to come you know and had to come and bum camping gear off me. So you know, you need to reevaluate reevaluate like what's important in your life: family <laughs> or this podcast. You're right. I, I'm I'm really sorry, uh, especially to uh, to Gabe and Colleen for having to put up with this for the last uh, you know twenty Listen, minutes. We're 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 getting it. So, anyways, um, so we're starting over, right? Like we're just, no. uh, I'm starting my story over <laughs> Started now, all the way over from the top. Uh, I do have a question, Colleen. What is that awesome painting in your background? I don't know if you guys talked about that yet, but that not yet. Oh no, we have not talked about what that. What is that? Um, that is cool. Thank you. Tell so me that's everything. That's one of mine. That's one of my favorites, actually. Yeah. Look at so, this guy. He just comes in. G Gabe's yeah. over here telling us his like. I want to hear story. the rest of Gabe's story. Oh, yeah. yeah. We'll get I to that, Brian. Okay. Okay. Slow, okay. slow your roll. All right. All right. All right. We'll, all right, we'll all right. come back to it. I promise. Okay. I'll Throwing your beard all over. The place. This is what I do. This is what I do. Okay. So, uh, Gabe, you're in LA. You you took a job that's working film adjacent. You're writing. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I, um, I had this script that I'd been that I'd written. Um, it was for a movie, it was uh, a very kind of emotional and personal story um, that I'd written when I was going through my divorce. And mm. I didn't want it to just sit on a shelf like collecting collecting dust. Um, right. And so I was having a conversation with my brother and and it would we I just kind of blurted out like, what if I turn this into a graphic novel? And he was like, you should do it. Um, I didn't really know anything about it. I didn't know. I read comics. I, I read comics my whole life kind of on and off. Um, but I, I didn't know how to do it. I didn't know about the indie comics community. I didn't know about really how to run a Kickstarter. I didn't know, um, what it takes to hire an artist and what I'd need to, you know, write a format, the script so that the artist would be ready for, it. I didn't know any of that stuff. So it was yeah. like a very, like, um, it was uh 
it it was an interesting learning experience and it was a very valuable learning experience and so um so now for almost six years later now uh, that that book um i just did the the collected trade paperback for it it's called for molly um it is four issues long um and one uh one spin-off one shot which is into the wilderness the the variant cover that that colleen did and um cool. i'm immensely proud of it um i learned a lot from it um i got to work with some amazing artists the artist the main artist on that his name is uh benjamin sawyer okay and uh and i learned a lot and i i learned what it what uh i learned about the indie comics community i learned you know what it's like to go to conventions and and sell and network and meet people and and uh and and i've done now nine kickstarters oh my um, gosh either as part of that or other comics that i've done and i've just uh you know just it, it it's what i did instead of going to grad school again essentially and just like learning learning how to make indie comics and you know not to say that i'm still not learning because i am but it was yeah um but uh but yeah i i i made a made a comic book and just didn't um uh, uh yeah just immensely proud of it and now um so during the lockdown um finding myself with a bunch of time and uh also having just recently broken up with my girlfriend uh, uh <laughs> very much by myself i wrote a bunch of short stories yeah, um yeah. that were about um things that were kind of happening during that time and just the feeling of feeling stuck and 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 feeling trapped and and kind of all the the different things that were going on at the time and and one of those is the book we're talking about today requiem and Relky. and uh man. and yeah so here we are man uh i I gotta say, I love your origin story. Um, <laughs> I mean, the, the 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 three minutes that I heard was awesome. So I mean, I'm I'm hooked, man. This sounds well, this is really cool. What's interesting, and I guess it's kind of again another like we like we were just talking a little bit about like oh I wish you know there would have been a lot of emphasis on like how to take a project to market right or like how to pitch necessarily. Um, yeah. But it's, there's also that thing of like, like the program I went to, it was all about like, oh, come up with ideas and then, you know, see if you can get somebody to invest in them. But it sounds like, but there's also this other side that it's like, no, if you really want to like be taken seriously as a, a storyteller, you just have to tell your stories. You have to yeah. find an avenue. If you're a film guy, you got to, you know, you have to try and either make those films or find an avenue. A, the, I get. I feel like we keep going like uh, double backing and doing uh, you know going adjacent, but comics are very like film adjacent. Like mm -hmm. they're you know a good alternative because you know film is requires usually requires a lot of people and a lot of free time and yep. um, comics necessarily you can do a similar story but with a much smaller um, insular crew of people. You know. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, that's cool, man. That's really cool. Uh, and it sounds like you you do a good job of like whenever life kind of throws some like turbulence at you, you use that as your your creative catalyst to be like, oh, okay, like yes, this fucking sucks. But uh, sorry, sorry, Gabe's mom. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, but you're able to turn it into like you know use it, you know, and that's I think one of the most important things about like being a storyteller yep. is I think if 
in my opinion, it seems like the the least interesting stories are the ones that come from people that they don't they're not they're not pulling from anything you know what i mean they're not yeah. uh they're just they're just like yeah everything's sunshine and roses uh like yeah you know like all right calling i feel like we've we've completely ignored you uh this is terrible <laughs> one you come into the <laughs> episode listening no really i'm like i'm like super engaged right now and it's it's given my brain time to just like kind of you know ease into yeah. the conversation and <laughs> you have to with tad you you, you got to give it a minute to yeah yeah just really yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it just comes. It's just mad dog. That's what they call me, mad dog delusion. Ah. Well, well, now that's what they call you. (laughs) I really, no, I really enjoyed hearing that, Gabe. Like, I mean, we've we've talked before. Obviously, you and I have talked a lot. Um, and I know the the origin of you know the requiem story that we're working on together and and all of that. But but hearing just like your origin story and where it came from, like it is, it's so. I think that's one of the the coolest things about these podcasts that I enjoyed listening to. It's just everybody's different origin stories and how mm-hmm. they got here. Because yeah, there like there continuously seems to be this funny gap that like yeah, like everybody wants to do it, but yeah, nobody will teach you like how to do the pitch, how you know, like how to write a script, how to yeah. get an artist, how to you know, just all these these parts to it that you know. That, and it seems like there's that reality of like. So it's so rare that people just step out of college or out yeah. of a school right. into like working. Like, yep. I don't, I know so few people that have done that for the most part, there's always this gap area. Like I, you know, I did it where you're like, you're working weird jobs. You're doing things that like you look back now and you're going, that was insane. Why did I say yes to that? Like, that's so bizarre or, you know, or you're just down, you're going on different, like strange paths, you know? Um, but yeah, yeah. especially in the creative fields. Like, I feel like right. there's just no, there's just no support ground there. Like, I mean, if like you're a doctor or a lawyer or whatever, like you're, you're like going through school and like, mm-hmm. this is like, you're, there, you're going to get something like it's yeah. not, yeah. you know, there's but a trajectory you're creative. supposed like, to go on. Here you go. Yeah. I'll throw you in the deep end and see if you can survive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're going to drown. But eventually you might get hurt. The surface. It's gonna hurt <laughs> you know? I think, yeah, yeah. It's going to hurt. It's going to be painful. Yeah. But Colin, yeah. you come in looking super fly with mm-hmm. this badass hat that we all want to steal. <laughs> and then Bride rolls oh, in man. just big and loud, just breaking down walls. This is what I do. Things. And um, yeah, now I can't <laughs> stop looking at this painting you got behind you. What's going on here? Let's, no, I don't know if I talked about this the, the last time that I talked to you guys, but my origin story started with like abstract art. Mm-hmm. And that's where. Did we talk about that? We, I don't even we know did. if we talked I about that. I don't know. This, All right, Colleen. I'm going to talk about it now. So, <laughs> Give us your <laughs> origin you story. Ridiculousness. <laughs> I'm not going to go down the full origin story. You can go listen to the other podcasts for that part. <laughs> and you can, you can find say... that at bluetigerrevenge.substack.com. Yeah. Oh, Just let me let me throw that out there real quick. Okay. Look at this guy. It was a good listen. I, I, I did it. listen to it in preparation for this uh, for this podcast. Awesome. So. Oh, nice. Nice. Um, yes. So the painting. So I uh, I began my art journey, part of it, doing abstract art. And I was really into just abstract fine art painting. Did a few shows locally in Salt Lake. So I did a lot of, you know, local shows. Um, and then I enjoyed it, but it wasn't like, it just wasn't totally there for me. Like, I, you know, like, I don't know. Like the people were great, but they weren't quite my people. Mm-hmm. Um, sure, I totally. Understand and so, that. yeah, like which is fine. Like, 
So yeah. I started doing, um, I'm trying to remember what the first. Was there a, a type of modern art you were studying at the time or you're, that you had an emphasis in? Oh, no, no. This was like, no, I failed art school. So awesome. <laughs> that, yeah, no, I dropped out of art school. I the best way to make it in the arts, honestly, is to be like, yeah. I, quit. I mean, I did the same thing out. with fine arts. I just like quit. I was like, this is dumb. I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of it was looking back. I mean, yeah, there was a, a definite amount of like the curriculum wasn't quite my thing, but it was also a little bit of hubris too, right? Like you're 19, you know, I was like 1920. So it was like, yeah. you know, but anyway, like, so, uh, no, this was years, like years later. Um, I had, I, I got as far as the creative field goes, like my career was actually in product design, UI, UX. Um, so that's where my background is and continues to be. Um, but on the side of that, I'd always wanted to be, you know, I needed to fulfill the creative side that wanted to do, you know, traditional mediums and, and other things. Yeah. And, so I started getting into painting, started getting into abstract painting, did a few shows, had some wonderful um, friends who were also in that, you know, who were doing that and gave me some good connections there. But again, like it just wasn't quite like fitting for me. And then one day I did, that's what it was. There was a, a Star Wars show that they still do here, which I think is wonderful. But there's an art gallery down in downtown Salt Lake, urban art gallery. Okay. In case you're listening to this and you're in Salt Lake. Um and every year, May the 4th, they do a Star Wars show. And so, and anybody, like, it's an open call to anybody. Cool. So I found about, out about this and I was like, oh, that sounds cool. I could totally, like, take my abstract stuff and, like, do some Star Wars art. And I did. And it was fantastic. And I loved it. And, um, what, what, and what was it? What you, what was the, what was the Star I Wars did, thing you did? Oh, uh, it's, it's like buried in my closet right now. I, I feel kind of bad about that. Please tell me it was Jar Jar. Was it Jar Jar? No, no, yeah, no I was going to say, was, was it super obscure? How dare uh, you? Really? Jar -Jar? Thank you. Thank no. you, Colleen. Somebody, I just know everybody somebody hates Somebody with class okay, and taste here. Thank you. Uh, no, it was, the, it was the Death Star. I did a Death oh, Star cool. and I did an nice. ATAT. Um, so they turned out great. In fact, you could probably dig through my online social profiles and, and other Oh, I'm going to now. Them. You totally should. I have prints, Brian, if you're interested. Mm. I still have a lot of prints. <laughs> but anyway, so really got into it, started doing a lot of fan art in that style. Um, and that's actually where I started doing conventions was with this art style. And so that's where mm. my my particular art world started to come together. Um, and so this one, my Wonder Woman, which I'm still proud of and, and have the original of today because i can't part with it she's wonderful um that was is one of the pieces i would like bring with me to shows to be an eye-catching piece it's it's a lot brighter my lighting is terrible in here but um but i I'm, we're doing some house remodeling it's usually in a different room but i had to like condense all of the house art into my room so i mean it's very cool it kind of reminds yeah. me of um uh, are you a fan of ashley wood do you know Ashley Wood's work? The name isn't familiar, but I've, maybe I've seen her art. Oh, it's it's a guy. Um, oh, sorry, yeah. there are. Sorry, that's fine. Um, I I thought I was I was I do this I did the same thing when I first discovered his stuff. I was like, oh wow, you guys can edit really... that out, right? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> leave that so sorry. Out. I'm leaving it in, <laughs> leaving it in. Uh, but yeah, uh, he's got like um, he's I think he comes from a fine arts background, but he he does some like real interesting kind of like abstract approaches to like pin up art. You have an like Ash that. he has an Ashley Woods uh cap figure. I do. Oh cool. 
Way cool. I, I have a bunch of Ashley Woods stuff. Um, yeah, Ashley Woods, pretty great. Um, but yeah, anyways, um, that's cool. Um, so yeah, that's so. I I guess with your guys' new project, did you were you did you bring some of this because you're doing the art for it? Did you bring some of that uh, abstractness to the uh, to the pages? <laughs> I mean, I think that in some way it always is floating in the background of everything that I do. Um, okay. I think that it it you know it's comic with comics like it's a little harder right because like you gotta you gotta well maybe not like you you gotta put together something in each panel that tells the story right that somebody can look at in the space of like three seconds and know what's going on and and know the pacing and know the story um so if you get too abstract like where do you go with that right um, right but yeah, I'm looking at uh, so Gabe very generously shared some pages, which uh, were awesome, by the way. They were really cool. Uh, I, I dug you. what you what you both were doing. I definitely noticed like some of the violent scenes with like the blood. Uh, there was definitely some abstract uh, is abstractness. Is that a word? Uh, I don't know. But if it's if it's not a word, it is now uh, wow. TM. And uh, it's really good. Really cool. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah, That's I think uh, this will be the. F I think this is probably the the first. I've done pieces that have been violent in nature before, um, mm -hmm. but I feel like this is going to be really the first comic issue that I've worked on that is is definitely going to be pushing those those buttons. Okay. <laughs> so later yeah. Now I'm excited about that. I mean, Colleen had emailed me like when we were working on that page, and she's like, "How violent can I be?" And I'm like, "Let's <laughs> let's do it, Colleen. Let's go." <laughs> like, so yeah. like, are we like a little violent, or like are we just like going on? <laughs> so, uh, I guess this is where we talk about the book. Yeah, I want to say, give us uh, just give us a little like elevator pitch or a little rundown of what it is, and then um, I want to get into like what were your guys' inspirations, both art and story. Uh, yeah, so the book is called Requiem and Welke. I'm I'm reading right from my elevator pitch document here. Um, oh, okay, there we uh, go. A one-shot science fiction western, uh, which is what you can search on Kickstarter when it when it launches. Um, it's about a half alien, half human assassin named Aurora who returns to her her rural hometown to hunt down the people responsible uh, for the murder of her grandmother. Ooh. And it is, uh, yeah, like like I said, it's a sci-fi western. It okay. is. Um, very violent it is very uh it has a lot of tension it has a lot uh the themes are like guilt and anger and violence and it's and it's really inspired by um my experience as a person of mixed race i'm i'm mm. half italian and half chinese okay and so i have always felt like i am a part of these two different communities but never fully accepted by either one um and never can fully be um, completely one or the other thing. I'm always kind of in this, in this middle region. So I, it's, it's, I walk among you, but I'm not one of you. And that's, yeah. that's kind of the theme of the, or that's kind of the, the background for the main character. Oh, that's and, cool. Um, like it. Well, yeah. I mean, it's not cool that you have, you feel like that, right? <laughs> it's cool that again, that like you're able to use that as a catalyst for the, the character in your story. Yeah. Um, were there, uh, well, I guess, Colleen, I guess it'd be more directed towards you when you were illustrating it. Uh, were there any kind of um, film or 
video game or comics or literature that you were pulling from uh, when in terms of like character design and things like that. Just trying to get an idea of what listeners can expect. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think that this is definitely different than other things that you've probably seen me do if you've seen other works. Um, I Mm -hmm. mean, Crow is obviously all mostly animals or mythological creatures. And um, whereas this is, you know, it's dealing with much more humanoid characters. Um, There's, you know, I think the, as far as references and things like that go, like Gabe and I had talked about, you know, a few different things and like, you know, we both love like Futurama and things like mm-hmm. that from yeah. a from a funny you know standpoint. Um, but you know, obviously, this this story is also very serious, and it's a revenge story, and it's violent. And so, finding the the balance between like kind of some wacky elements to it, some fun elements to it, but then like some extremely violent elements is is been kind of interesting, I think. Um, and the 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 two main characters um aurora and and zephyr they're you know there's aurora is kind of the half you know the half uh half silky half uh human human yeah <laughs> i was like is she just human, right <laughs> like yeah um and then you know just they're not quite friendship um mm-hmm. their, their okay. relationship that builds over time is just really interesting and seeing um and having them juxtaposed against each other uh so like visually cool. were you looking were you looking at like i don't know like escape from new york or unforgiven or any of that actually that's yeah no that's a great question um yeah i visually i think in my head i really was kind of trying to find i mean i i love comics right like yeah. we all love comics and so like i loved the way that um east and west blended sci-fi and mm. western and yeah. that was definitely a, a huge influence for me um, oh cool that was one of the first comics that i was like "Ooh, like this is this is cool this yeah. is I love this genre. Like I love that that mix of genres. Yeah. Um so and sort of like also grasping the like the the darkness to it. Um yeah. where it, trying to find like the balance in colors too. Like I, I was thinking kind of like, you know, Gabe's always telling me push, you know, push the dirty, push the dusty, like it's a dust city, you know. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, trying to find the like the color balance there with um like I, I think of like Red Dead Redemption from a oh, video yeah. game standpoint, yeah. like kind of the Western feel to it, but also you know this like you know you got to fit in the cyber thing. Like I love like showing almost this. You'll see you know in, in one of the pages that we have, and you'll see it on the Kickstarter as well. There's this this great caption of like the the harvester, which are these these big machines that kind of harvest all the the farm. I think you shared that. I think you shared area. that one, Gabe. I think I shared yeah, that one with you. There's this great cool. view of that against the car. And I think I was just like, I really wanted to just make you feel like you're in a Western, but you're not in a Western. And there's elements that come through. And I think Gabe is great at this as far as his writing goes. Like, like you're going to feel this way for a little bit. And then, oh, there's going to be this like sci-fi element to it. And you're going to be like, oh, no, this this world is like, you know, a sci-fi Western world. So and, I'm hearing that it like sounds that. like it's future is looking grim for us like it's <laughs> a little rough so so like reality so like real life 
much. Pretty much. <laughs> totally. Yeah. yeah. And and I, I, don't, s- I don't think we hit the dystopian factor. In it, Not yet. Not yet. Not it's, yet. It's, it's on its way. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, so uh, Gabe, what? Oh, oh ahead, I was Brian. just going to say, I, Tad, I think you know this, but uh, I am Do a I? sucker for a good revenge comic. I fucking love revenge comics. So. Exciting. I mean, who doesn't it, like it? That's true. It's true. It's true. But, oh, man, I can't wait. I can't wait for this. Uh, Gabe, what, what were your, because uh, you're, you're a film guy, so I assume, I assume that you, there was some films you were probably, like, pulling from a little bit. I mean, yeah, I, I think in this point, like, if you're not referencing film just as a storyteller in this day and age, you're just completely ignoring the modern day mythology that mm-hmm. is, you know, cinematography. Um, so... What 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 were your some of your influences for you know kind of always in the background of any western that I'm writing is is the the um, the man with no name trilogy oh yeah is, oh, fuck um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah uh you know sorry Gabe's mom sorry sorry <laughs> got a potty <laughs> yeah. mouth it, it is a, a so you know the the lone gunman coming into town stirring up trouble you know the fistful of dollars that's that mm-hmm. was yeah. definitely a big big part of the inspiration for writing this um. And uh, another thing that I was kind of drawing from and that and, you know, this kind of goes back to what Colleen was saying was like, make it dirty or make it dusty or make it empty, make it depressed and downtrodden and sad is like a lot of it is 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 like trying to capture the feeling of of true detective season one as well. Oh, nice. It's like this is like we are like it is lawless. It is dark it is there we are stepping right up to the line of where the darkness begins and like nice and in this one you know do we go over do we not go over and what is and where is the line and all that stuff so it's like and just just like there are there are bad things out there and sometimes they they come walking right up to your door Mm -hmm. and that's that's the kind of feeling that i was going for in this and and hopefully that that was kind of what what we're uh what we're going to be able to create that's um, cool. But yeah, it is I, I love I love westerns. I love um Sergio Leone fan, I'm guessing then. Yeah, big Sergio I mean, Leone fan. I mean, yeah. uh yeah, a fistful of dollars is one of my favorite movies. Um, and I just watched um, you know, not the, the best example, but like it's you know, the hateful eight, and obviously he was very Tarantino was very influenced by Leone and um yeah. uh Deadwood. Oh yeah. Um, you know, Deadwood mo- was so good. Deadwood yeah, was so good. So good. Right. It, yeah. uh, you know, I wanted to be called a hooplehead by uh, <laughs> by Ian McShane. Just it's one of my life goals, like being called a bitch by Katie Seagal because of <laughs> yeah. Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. And uh. And yeah. So I I love westerns. I love the we are in we are in a lawless world, and the only the only justice that you can get is the is the the justice that you can that you can meet out for yourself and there's strength and there's weakness and there's people that are out there to exploit you and to and to hurt you and like it is all kind of turns on a dime um yeah. and you can never trust anybody it's just all these all these things about westerns is is um is always a big inspiration for me yeah westerns are really interesting cuz like they were such a popular genre you know of I, I guess you could say fifties through seventies yep. film. Yeah. And it seems like the modern day Western, the few attempts that you've seen at it, it they kind of turn it into like a bad rock and roll music video. I feel sometimes <laughs> or, or like uh, just yeah. a, a bad action movie. 
Yeah. 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 It's like, or just like super main, like the, the remake of the Magnificent Seven, which was like, that's what I was just thinking. Super mainstream. It was fine. Like, yeah. But there's no real substance to it. Yeah. No. Um, And it it was missing, like, I felt like it was missing some aspects of like the, the storytelling of the, of that environment kind of like creates with those big long shots and like the cameras like settled, you know, settled they're in the environment so you can see the like the heat waves coming up you know the the distortion of the character off on the sunset and like they just like don't even like i don't know if it's just because we're so detached from that we're like i think those older generations they lived close you know like they were still doing like the wild west tours like uh was it like buffalo bills wild west tour in the you know in the 30s and 40s people forget about that stuff and those were all guys that that were like involved in you know essentially the end of manifest destiny and all that kind of stuff, you know, post civil civil war, you know, expansion westward. Um, it, it's really kind of interesting. I always wonder, like, I always find myself looking at almost like some of the dystopian sci-fi stuff. That's like, Oh, this is actually closer to what you could say. Like, like, uh, the latest blade runner, it felt there's aspects of it felt more like a Western than the yeah. actual Westerns that you see on television today. Yeah. You know? And like Mad Max Fury road is like, it, Oh yeah. Perfect example. Perfect so example. Influenced by, by Western and, yeah. and, um, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think like, there's so many great modern Westerns out there that, um, you don't even necessarily think of them as Westerns. Like the yeah. first season of the Mandalorian is a Western. That's why I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, and like, Oh, the, the one that, is is really amazing is um is hell or high water which was oh, i haven't of, seen i haven't, I haven't seen, seen that one that. it's pretty good yeah it's a movie that kind of came out like under the radar it's like who is this taylor sheridan guy you know oh like, yeah yeah and uh and nobody really saw it but then like revisiting is like holy hell like this is an amazing movie and then of course he you know creates a creates an empire on yellowstone plus yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> so I did. What was the movie that he did with? Uh, uh, it was it was western ish. It was like a crime western. With Jeremy Wa- Jeremy Renner and uh, yeah, that one I haven't seen that one, but it's Wind River. Wind River. That, That's, that one's really on my good. List. That movie that is one's, really good. I you know I take back everything I said. That is a modern day western. That one was really good. I really yeah. enjoyed it because it had that darkness, but it also hit that reality of some of these. Like I live in a very rural environment and so like something like wind river it hits hard because you hear about that like not where i my particular life i don't deal with those kind of elements but you hear about it especially in the new local news and stuff and not only is it heartbreaking but at the same time it's like you it reminds you that like yeah there's parts of this uh, i guess you could say the because the western is very it feels it's very you, you know i guess you could say north america um, yeah. it, it still reminds you that like, oh, there's parts in North America that are still really wild. Very, like you said, yeah, laws exist, but they are a construct of humanity. And if humanity do- isn't right there in your face, yeah. it goes out the window. If we don't I mean? all agree to it, if there's somebody who wants to take advantage of, of this or that, then, then they're going to do it. And right. there's almost nothing that anybody else can stop them. And that's, and yet, yeah, you know, that's, that's, you know, true detective season one. That's, that's yeah. the thing oh, yeah. that you get. So yeah, yeah. No, I'm glad you guys. I kind of just brought up Wind River. I told for it. And you know, it's weird. Is my my sister, who's very like la la la, you know, just like oh, she likes like reality TV and all that kind of stuff. 
she was the one that was like, oh, you got to watch Wind River. It's a great movie. So I sat down like, oh, yeah, I'll watch this. And then it was like, oh, God, so depressing. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was really good. So sad. I'm like crying at the end of the movie. Like, jeez. Uh, yeah, oh. I got to add that one to my letterbox. But yeah, I got to watch that one. Yeah. So. yeah. Highly, highly recommend. Okay. So we're talking much about movies. So I got to ask both of you guys. Um how are you guys feeling uh, about the comic industry these days? There's a lot of changes, you know, obviously there's the strike and stuff, but there's this big come up um, and a lot of discussion about um, indie comics. And it feels like the waves of interest are now kind of starting to pull a lot more towards indie comics. And I don't know if that's just because of the last 10 years of crowdfunding or just the fact that like, it's finally getting to real thanks to this writer's strike and some of this other stuff that like, you know, corporations aren't necessarily like known for treating their collaborators. Well, <laughs> amazing. So, uh, how, how are you guys feeling about it? I mean, like, have you guys seen an, uh, an uptick in maybe like interest in like what you guys are doing? Um, or just, just overall, I'm just, I'm just curious where you guys thoughts are on all this. Uh, Colleen, you go ahead. Yeah. I, uh trying to put my thoughts together on it um i think that it's been as far as like my my small view on the world mm-hmm. i think that it really has been uh interesting to see over the course of i mean i started i did the first crow kickstarter in 2021 mm-hmm. right yeah and so just i mean that's like two years right yeah. just within yeah. like the space of two years it's to me like the uptick of of independent comics and comic works that I've seen just go through Kickstarter alone has just been, it's been great. Like, I mean, I, I feel like I'm a, you know, I have a pretty good pulse on that. Um, I, you know, I back a lot of projects as far as also doing projects. And so it's just kind of like really cool to see so many new creators, like, uh, engaging with that, with crowdsourcing and the Kickstarter platform and, and similar things. Um, and, and making their comics. Um, and as far as like new, so there's been like a, an uptick there, but like, it's also just really cool to drill down into niche markets as well. Like, I feel like there's just so many, um, so many, uh, like demographics that you could like, I could just go and like find a bunch of horror comics now. Like I love horror. Yeah. Yeah. I love, you know, that genre yeah. and like, they're not that a novelty anymore. You know what I mean? Or, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. I mean, you had to like really like look for it at, you know, local comic book stores or online or, you know, but now it's like you just go and search and like, oh, here's like all the like awesome indie horror comics that are coming out. That's rad. Like, and just go and support these creators and what they're they're putting out there. Um, so, yeah, like it, it is. I don't know. It's been interesting to to see and be a part of for sure. And I think that it's definitely changing. Um, it's definitely changing the local market too. Right. Cause like yeah. how do my, my, my big question always is like, you know, okay, how about how do I like get my book into stores? Like I don't have a, an account with diamond. I don't, you know, like how do I, you know, get more distribution from this little comic that I, that I put on Kickstarter. So I think there is like, 
we've gotten like this far with like, oh, cool. Now like independent creators have these great sources that they can like use to to get their comics out and create their comics. But now it's like the next step of like, well, how do they distribute those even further? Like, sure. how do they get those out there? So yeah, especially cool because where um, that goes. comiXology went, went kaput. So that was, yeah. That yeah. was a big disappointment. Yeah. 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 It seems like, um, the few like guys like Ludi and stuff that I, that I've been talking with just this last year, it seems like a lot of them have been just reaching out to, there's more and more like comic shops, like, lo- like mom and pop, like local owned comic shops that are looking to expand their independent comic section, you know, where they're, they're, they're buying, you know, if they can get indie books at, at at some sort of like reasonable wholesale price you know they'll buy three or four i'm working for a company right now the very small out of boise um arc welder and like that's kind of what they've been doing like we you know like it, it's been really interesting hearing how many books they're moving and you know it's just like first issues it's just like almost like teaser issues to larger projects yeah. and they're moving quite a few numbers of books it's it's really kind of interesting where um i know i think there's like there's a real hunger for it you know not only in like the digital space but also in like the physical like you know brick and mortar you know storefronts Mm -hmm. yeah how about you gabe how's uh what's your take on uh just this kind of like independent movement especially i mean uh, you know, you're there in la so you're you know you're probably seeing it happen even with like film and television as well um yeah i would say that um you know this i i think that we'll definitely know more once this campaign starts like i think um i'm interested to see what happens with this one because um yeah the kickstarter landscape it's it's definitely it's definitely kind of a a moving target it is um and it has gotten more popular and there's a lot of campaigns on there now there's a lot of um, big names on there. I think that Neil Gaiman has the Good Omens graphic yeah. novel. Yeah, really. Right I did now. not know yeah. that. Wow. How did you miss it, Brian? It's they're <laughs> advertising it everywhere. I haven't. Yeah. I, I guess I just haven't been online that much. But yeah. yeah, man. Yeah, but ever since like ever since Berserker with Keanu Reeves, it's been yeah. like yeah. you know it's been big big thing after big big thing, and it's it's um yeah it's I, I think that there's uh, uh um. In talking to some people that I know at Kickstarter, they said that like most of those people that you know signed up for the platform when that happened stayed with the platform. So um, yeah. I was optimistic that a rising tide would lift all ships, and and so far it has. Like there's a lot of people still on the platform, and it's still very popular, and it's still a great marketplace for it. Um, and it is it is interesting to see it change because there's uh, like you said that there's a lot of um, there's a lot of ways to get niche books. Like you can search sci-fi, you can search horror, you can search yeah. romance, you can search young adult and there's, there's comics for it. And if there's not comics this week, then, you know, check back next week. Cause there's, there's stuff launching all the time. Um, and I also think that it's, it's cool um, that there is more diversity in, in the creators that is in Kickstarter that yeah. I've noticed over the last year mm-hmm. or so there's yes. a lot more yeah. uh, successful campaigns that are, uh, trans voices or um, LGBTQ plus voices, and it's uh, it's been. It, I think that that's been really cool. I think that's been really interesting. Yeah, it, it. I think it's great because, like, I mean, I got into the industry right before Kick, Kickstarter kind of took off, and really, like, if you were looking for something that's you know, 
um, like LGBTQ, like you really had to go like to some small, you know, like I think at the time there was like Prism. I don't even know if you guys remember Prism Press. Um, I think they're out of the North. I think they're Northwest or maybe there was, and then there was another one, I think it was like Northwest Press, something like that. And they're really the only two houses that were really like doing stuff, but they were so small, they could only afford to put out a couple books a year. So they didn't have a huge catalog. And I think just because of their, their genres of books that they were doing, um, you know, you know, a normal like Cape and Cal type comic shop is, isn't going to be as like steadfast to carry their books, unfortunately, because it's like, well, you know, they just don't cater to mature audiences. They're looking to cater to, you know, superhero folks, you know, um, which I, I always felt like all those, you know, belong in the same environment. Yes. Um, but, uh, you know, I mean, if you're, if you're a storefront and depending on where you are, you know, you might not be able to, um, <laughs> depending on your town, I guess yeah. you might not be as supportive and be as, uh, I guess, like-minded as you. Yeah. Uh, and to know. be fair, a lot of those places, they, they need to survive on toy sales more than yeah. comic sales. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, and, you know, like if they, if they oh. sell board games or cards, I mean, shit, yeah. I know comic shops that the only reason they're in business is because of magic, the gathering. So yeah. 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 yeah, We're like comics is like a novelty item for Mm -hmm. them. Um, You know, it's really interesting. I just learned that um, a lot of the institutions that do like grants, uh, like grant uh, receival, uh, you know, what's it called? They give grants to people. They're granters. Yeah. Uh, That's, that's what I do. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Granters. Uh, I guess when it, in terms of like, when they're looking at resumes or they're called like applications, applications and yeah. yeah there you go um they look uh like a lot of people don't take like say the was it the kdp the amazon publishing stuff very seriously but kickstarter is taken like viewed very seriously as like oh you did a successful oh, kickstarter interesting. yeah yep. and the, you're even seeing it in uh you know like the literary space where it's like oh here's all the publishers oh and then kickstarter will be listened listed there t- as well um yeah so it's like okay like because you know like with amazon anybody can self-publish right like um i you know take it take it with a grain of salt whether it's good or bad like i i don't know you know i've heard mixed uh opinions on it um but you know the the thing with kickstarters is it's nice if you can do a kickstarter like you're taking a lot more seriously um in that sphere so i i guess i'll throw at you then this um since you guys are very familiar with the the crowd uh campaigning uh what do you guys think about some of the uh the new i guess things that have popped up that are competitors to kickstarter like have you guys explored zoop or uh what's the other In, one indiegogo like indiegogo do you are you guys familiar with those at all um i have not done zoop i have heard that um i have heard that no, I don't want to say, but it's it, say uh, it. You can say it. <laughs> if it's bad, it's, we'll just edit it out. I've heard that it's uh that they are supporters of a lot of comic skate creators. Indiegogo. Zoop. No, Zoop. Oh. Oh, oh Zoop as well. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. really? Both. Interesting. Yeah. But we're not fans of comic skaters. Correct. Either, so no. um a bunch yeah, of but I that might be dickheads. I, I I'm kind of getting that secondhand information. So I might be uh, you know, I, can, I don't want to be I can tell anybody. you that I I have all of like the comic skate projects that I've seen. I've seen them all on Indiegogo. Indiegogo. Yeah. Okay. 
I know a few people that have gone through Zoop, but it was always interesting. All the projects that I've seen through Zoop and like, you know, listeners, uh, if I'm dead wrong, please email me and light my ass up. And, Blue Tiger uh, Revenge at Substack.com. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I apologize uh, if I'm if I'm wrong or if I'm no, no. something. But the one thing I've seen with Zoop is like it's all um it's all books that were already backed by big publishers. Like th- where they're like, oh yeah, no, it's independent, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden it's like coming out through Dark Horse or First Second or um or Image or something. And I'm like, well, okay, like you're not really crowdfunding i mean you're, it's so it's just advanced pre-sales orders. yeah it's yeah. pre-sales that's it and that's, that's all the things that i've also heard as kind of a not, I, well complaint might be a strong word but kind of a criticism of, of some of the big bigger people on kickstarter where it's like are you are you like funding this or are you just selling advanced orders like that's what um I, i've seen yeah. like publishers like they'll they'll do like i think boom did like a power rangers yeah set. i think i saw Kick, that one kickstarter i'm like really guys like you guys just put that into stores and people are going to buy it. I mean, like, <laughs> I, I do know that a lot of guys are doing, you know, the Kickstarter route and then uh, they're getting publishing deals. Like I know quite a few people that yeah. have done that where, um, you know, they did Kickstarter for a couple of years, like, uh, you know, this, maybe it was like an eight issue series and they put an issue out every yeah. you know, four or five Curtis months. Curtis did that. Yeah. Yeah, and then it'll get collected. Um, oh, what's the guy? The guy who did Bone. He just uh, he did a yeah. book. I can't even remember what it's called, but I bought it. It's like a caveman book, and I think Dark Horse just did a a release of it, like a collection, um, which was interesting. You know, it, as long as nice. as long as the Kickstarter backers get it before the comic shops get it, then I yeah. got no mm-hmm. issues with that. Because. And there has been some pushback because I, well, Brian and I, we've backed a few books where we get the books and then all of a sudden, or well, we don't even get the books, but all of a sudden we see that like the major publisher is putting the book out on the shelf and the Kickstarter people are left like waiting. Like, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Wow. That's been, I think, I, I, maybe I'm speaking out of turn, but yeah, I think Boom got in a little hot water over that too. Well, they, oh. they don't care. Yeah. Um, uh, but, Image like, has also done that as well. Um, yeah. 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 Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. That that seems yeah. to just I don't go love against that. the like the grain of what Kickstarter like, like what a Kickstarter is. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. I, get, I mean I especially get especially from an independent comic view. Yeah, I right. get it. I get it. Get your publishing deal and get get it on the shelves, but you know, you totally. gotta take care of the people who help get you that success in the first place by showing that right. this yeah. Kickstarter is big yeah. enough, you know. I should probably yeah, get I, them their books first. Yeah, I mean I and I'm sure Gabe you know, you would agree, like as far as our Kickstarters go and, and this Kickstarter too, like our backers, like every backer that comes through, I I mean, I see and I see them backing it. And it's just like yeah, so much appreciation. It fills me like with so much appreciation to know that like they're like giving us their money to get our book. Like that's yeah. crazy. That like that that makes me feel so good. And like yeah. In yeah. return, like I, I always feel a very big like especially going into like preparing for a Kickstarter, like that's always in, that should always be at the front yeah. of the conversation too, is like, okay, like what are our release times? What are, you know, what things are, are we doing to make sure that we're, we're meeting the demands of our backers and, and getting them what they need. Cause they're the ones that are making this happen. Yeah. You know? And I'm, you feel yeah. a lot of responsibility to them and, mm-hmm. and yeah. you feel a lot of, 
um, you're accountable to them in every way. And it's, it's important to, to take care of them and communicate and, and interact. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, one thing that I, I, I've, I've backed a couple of projects, uh, from Warden Comics and you guys are always, you guys get books out, you guys get books out <laughs> to the backers and, yeah. uh, that's always much appreciated. So awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, you know, Warden and, and Louie, they do, they do a good, good job of just planning that out. Or if, you know, something does go haywire, which, you know, something happens, do happen, it happens. Like, sure. you know, you, once it's out in the, in the, once it's to the printers, like there's so many things that could go wrong at yep. that point in time that you oh, have yeah. no control over. Yep. Um, but, you know, you try and, and weigh those risks as much as possible. And I feel like the, the more you do them and the more contacts you make and, and the, you know, the more experience you gain with how these things usually go um you can you can get a better idea of you know meeting that demand a little a little better meeting those deadlines mm -hmm. so, okay well, thank you yeah no i i that feels good that we're doing a good job yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so i want to i want to tap into you guys's mind's eye big pie in the sky okay picture here okay all right so you guys are making your books you're accomplishing goals short term some longer term goal what is the big moonshot project like Ooh. what is for both like I, i'm sure individually you guys have your own goals and that's what i want to hear i want to hear like what is like like okay everything's going right the opportunity that you either create for yourself or is offered comes or is offered to you and you run with like your dream project what is it you want to do like this is th this is this is my favorite conversation stuff right here Gabe, go. Oh, that's hard. Um, I think, you know, if it's just a character, like especially a big two character, I there's a part of me that always has wanted to write for Daredevil. Oh, okay. Um, I I just love the specifically like the I. I I like the Bendis run on Daredevil, like, uh, okay. and like the ground level hero, the, the street, you know, brawler, the, you know, the street crimes and the, and, yeah. and kind of just the exploration of, of his, uh, super, superpowers. I've, I've always been fascinated by that. I, I feel like, um, I feel like it might be tough for me not being, uh, not being a New Yorker writing about that character that is so much about, you know, yeah. I mean, Bendis lives in Portland, Oregon, so you know, <laughs> yeah. probably be all right. There is yeah. that, um, but yeah, I think that the Daredevil would be would be the one that if I if I could write for any of the, um, I mean, I would write for Batman, but I, I think that like writing for Batman is kind of like, uh, like, I don't know, you re you really gotta have something new because so much of it has already been done. Yeah. Um. So so if your career trajectory goes like the direct like in the route that you wanted to go marvel daredevil that's what that's what you're looking for I, I would say shot. probably batman first okay. uh batman's the number one and then and then marvel daredevil yeah so what i'm hearing here is you want to eventually work up to like where you're you're riding for the big two you want to be a big two writer um to an extent i guess i i to an extent that that is what I'm working towards. But like okay. for right now, I, I think that I am, I have some really cool ideas that I want to do on my own. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm 
you know, I learned a lot from that first graphic novel that I did and and I have been focusing on short stories for the last couple of years. So I'm trying to figure out what my next graphic novel is going to be, what my next either limited series that will be then a graphic novel or one that I just put out yeah. as, a, as a complete graphic novel. So, um, you know, if I, I think that if I never got there to be a, a big two writer, then and I had a like a couple of really strong novels and and short story anthology collections that i was really proud of then i would i would say mission accomplished on my yeah. end so yeah awesome i like that all right colleen way to steal the Let's... question by the way you just what do you worded mean? it in a different way but we'll continue. get to the question okay. we'll get to the question <laughs> okay. this is just like okay. i just want to know what like you know everybody you're everybody's like we all have our long-term goals yeah. that we're working towards um it's just and sometimes you you might not even they're so far out that they're just not even in your peripheral at the yeah. moment. You know what I mean? So, and I, I'm just always curious about that with, with creators because like some guys are like, I knew guys that like their whole sole goal was they just wanted to write Superman or draw Superman or something like that. And um, sometimes they achieved it and they were like, Whoa, downer. Or they were like, <laughs> Oh wow, this is the best experience. Of my life. You know, like, you know, you built something up so much. You don't quite know. Like for me, like a big thing for me was I wanted to be like a, a big, I guess a big five artist. I wanted to work on characters that I enjoyed, like Godzilla and stuff like that. Um, and uh, honestly, like when I got there, like I was like, oh, like I don't, I'm not, I'm not built for this. Like I don't really like it. <laughs> but being honest, like, like it's okay, but it wasn't like, it, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't like, oh, I need to like, I need to have control over the story. I'm I'm more of a storyteller rather than just like an artist. Like I don't do pinups of like characters. I'm not a character art. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm just not that guy. Um, and more power to everyone who is that guy or gal because they're make, probably gonna make a lot more money than me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, all right, Colleen, 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 what is your big pie in this guy? Doesn't necessarily have to be comics. I'm just curious, like, what is like, what do you want to achieve with your art? Like, what's something that you want to yeah. do down the road that, like, you feel like you're working towards? Yeah, you know, it's that's, yeah. I mean, that's that's a hard question, right? It's yeah. <laughs> a hard question because it can change it's like from day to so day. So many elephants trying to get through this tiny door in my head. Of yeah, like, that's, you know, how I, what, that's how I what feel to say. Because sure. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. a lot of goals. There's a lot of goals. Um, I mean, I feel I I absolutely feel amazingly lucky that i'm here right now talking to you all and like working with gabe and working with warden and ludy and like uh, i mean if yeah looking back just four or five years ago i'm like this is crazy like how how am i how did i get this this far even like that's crazy um so no i think that I I don't I don't have any I, I've never really had any aspirations to ever do anything like with the the big the big dogs like Marvel DC. I, sure. I've honestly it's never really been there. I like superhero stuff. I like that stuff. I like some I mean I love the independent stuff that's coming from, you know, image and things too, but like I I like telling stories. I like telling other people's stories through art. Um yeah. And so like staying in the indie scene is is, is fine with me i'm totally okay with that like i love working with you know with gabe and ludy and other creators in the indie scene and so i think the that this is a long-winded answer but i think where i would end up saying right now what what my pie in the sky would be is an 
is to work on a series. I, I feel like huh. something most more long term time. Yeah. Has been mostly yeah. spent on like graphic novels or one shots, which is fantastic. Don't get me wrong. I love them. Um, yeah. But like, I've not had the chance to really work on like a, an actual like issued issue what, floppy. What's the like, longest project you've worked on? Like in terms of like page length. Page length. Uh, Crow 2 is like 50. Where do we end up on that? 52, 53, somewhere in there. Okay. Like, so like a, like a graphic novella, essentially. Yeah, essentially. Okay. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, like I, I, I kind of want something that's, that's more, that's just got some length to it. Um, yeah, and so right on. I, I will totally plug Warden Comics and Ludi right here too. <laughs> they, <laughs> I had I had mentioned this to Ludi probably like the beginning of this year. I was like, okay, we're we're doing Crow Two this year. Uh, you know, I would I I love it, but I really would love to do like more of a monthly type of of series, not monthly, but you know, sure, just something that's um, more long term. Yeah, yeah. Where you can like really like, like I would love to yeah. be just like on a series. Yeah, um, yeah. So you can in. like yeah. immerse yourself with the characters. And was and like, I got you. <laughs> so oh. I was like, awesome. <laughs> cool. Let's do it. Um, That's great. So, so yeah, we're we're working on a series now. Um, oh, can you give us any yeah, like us, teasers? Yeah, come on. Uh, yeah, it's called uh, Messengers. Ooh. Um, it it revolves around uh, mailmen. Yes, that is totally Perfect. what it is. The, the USPS. It's Let's about go. Dark fantasy mailman. Yeah. Um, I bet you. I bet you. I bet you. There is a, a an audience for that. Dark yeah, fantasy. Throwing a Cthulhu There's to anything, and it'll make a thousand dollars on Kickstarter for sure. Know, right? Definitely. Uh, no, it's it's a great series, and I think that I think what I love about it is because Ludi heard me wanting to work on a series, and he knows the things that I like to work on, and he was like, hmm. Yeah, mythology, like dark yeah. fantasy, horror, you know. So, uh, yeah, we put together a series called Messengers that uh, the first issue is written. Um, it's a double issue, so I guess I'm not getting that far into it, but it'll be fun. Um, but, yeah, we're hoping that we'll we'll start getting some... Well, it's really... It, I'm the holdup on it. that The script is done, and I'm... I, just you know i'm busy hey. with other things at the moment so no it's not your fault it is all my fault it's all your fault um, game yeah it's it, it's you know so but hoping to start hey. soon and i think just having that in the back you know yeah. like yeah i really want to work on like a series and stuff and uh that i i look forward to 2024 and like doing something well more like let that. me be the first um, to say but, this then Congratulations! Oh, there! Like you did it. You like, did it. Yeah, you did it. Look at I mean, well, I mean, I did at the beginning, it. but really you're there. you're there. There's nothing I on mean, paper. Like, yeah, but you're you're getting there. You know, like that. That's big. big. It's big to just those yeah. first steps. Any kind of like major project, um, especially when it's like a whole nother animal. Like that's huge. And I think it as is. creators, you, you tend, you know, you guys can probably agree with this. Where like you get so wrapped up in like the aspect of like, I have to get this done. I have to create this that sometimes you don't sit back. Like it usually takes somebody to be like, Hey, wow. Like you're actually making something like congratulations. Mm -hmm. Like so many people live lives of ideas, but mm -hmm. and so few get to actually like take those ideas and like manifest them into something tangible. And so like, I don't know, like, 
that's one of the reasons why we do this, you know, podcast yep. is because it's like we want to celebrate like creators and get to know the people that are actually doing that, you know, like because that's I, I don't know. I, I think in this day and age it gets taken for granted a yep. little bit, you know. Um you know, like there's such well, yeah, a let's just replace like, everything with AI and we'll get the same <laughs> the same stuff. You know, don't, the, the same type of stuff is gonna come out, you know. Yeah. yeah. Jesus. And I, I think for for, uh, at least for me, there's a lot of there's a lot of compare and despair with that kind of stuff where people yeah. will say things like, oh, you, that's great. You're doing this. You're launching your that Kickstarter. And it's like, well, you know, I'm not I'm not Charlie Stickney or I'm not uh, I'm not David Pepos or I'm not, you know, Hex 11 or you know, it's but it's like just like just be in the moment and just like yeah. be proud of, of yeah. what you're doing. And that like like you said that you even started because there's like, you know, we started uh, this conversation talking about how difficult it was to go from college to professional. It's so hard, like, like, and nobody prepares you for that. And it's like, nobody prepares you for going from idea to product um, yeah. in the indie comics world specifically. It's like, it, it's, it's something to something that I have to constantly remind myself to, to be yeah. proud of. And like, you know, like, like you said, a lot of people go to their graves with their song in their heart. So, and yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, it's always interesting is like uh, i'll go because i'm from a small town and it seems like uh i mean it's not small anymore but at the time like a lot of people that i grew up with it's are still, still small there. just a little still bigger small. yeah a little bigger but I'll, I'll go back like i just recently was back and like i, I always get hit with that like you know what you should do <laughs> and, and i just kind of go like uh-huh yeah and i just zone out because you know it's a good friend i don't want to be rude you just kind of like yeah yeah cool yeah that'd be that's great yeah, yeah, something like that. But it's just, I just, I always go like, uh, you should write that down if you're really that passionate <laughs> about it. You know, like write it down. It never gets written down, but it, you know, it's it's one thing. Anyone can have an idea, but to actually like take it further than that, yeah, is so it's difficult. Hard. Yeah, yeah, it's hard, and you know, that's what makes this whole industry somewhat special. I mean, at least for now, until like said AI gets implemented, so, and then we're all so just robots you know, and because it's way, way yeah. easier for everybody to do it. Yeah, yeah, and just throw it on there and like, yeah, there's my movie starring <laughs> I don't know whoever. <laughs> yeah, that's depressing. Yeah. <laughs> all right, right. Pick, pick wow. it up, pick it up. Hit him with hit him with the question. Hit him with the question. Okay. Well, I think we already have Gabe's answer, but I'm going to ask him anyway. Um, we'll change it a little bit. Just change it a little bit. Okay. Okay, so the question, Colleen, I don't know if you remember the question. It's something we ask everybody who comes on the show, um, and it is, if you were given the opportunity to create a comic from any IP out there, doesn't have to be a comic book character, could be a, a, a TV show, a movie, a book, whatever, a celebrity, a celebrity, a fucking celebrity. Uh, sorry, Gabe's mom for swearing. Um, <laughs> but uh, I know I'm a real piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> you did it again. <laughs> um, so I'll let you go first, Gabe. So if you could, if you could do like a comic series of any IP or licensed character, property, celebrity, book, whatever, what would you do? Oh man, that is hard. Um, I mean, yeah. So, so Batman and Daredevil are up there. Um, well, I, I guess I would have two answers. I, I think that, um, I think there's always been a 
part of me that is uh that has loved Sherlock Holmes. Ooh. Um that has loved the the competent detective one step ahead of everybody. Oh, but is he? Oh, but oh, I, I guess he is. But yeah. like uh and um in any era, but I, I think specifically like the 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 Sherlock um BBC show with Benedict Cumberbatch and and Martin Freeman was great and so good. But even in like the the 19th century Sherlock Holmes and the original stories and and all the adaptations of it, the the Downey Jr. and and things like that, like I've always been so fascinated with that character and I've always I've always loved it. And I, I just reread actually um, Neil Gaiman's uh, A Study in Emerald, which is uh, a, a twist on the on the Holmes mythology with uh, with the hb hb lovecraft mythology in there um so so that's that's definitely well worth the read um so i would want to try something something like that um i I think that you know uh, to do it justice you do have to have a a knowledge of uh 19th century england that i don't have but uh but i think that there's something so cool about that character and and that um kind of uh you know definitely one of the one of the um uh i i don't know i don't know if it's building blocks or foundation for like the modern superhero like his his ability to to solve crimes and to and to yeah and to be outside like be outside of the the um the the normal policing system but and be better than them and be more competent than them and do it better but do it with his mind and 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 be extraordinary in a way that other people aren't is um you know is is kind of the foundation for for the modern superhero in a lot of ways and uh and so i've always really loved that character um and the the other the other uh, response would be would be futurama i would nice i would love to write for Futurama um I would and you know in a lot of ways like um uh the the last two short stories that I did that were science fiction comedies were definitely like my like my homages to Futurama and so um I I've done that um but I I love that show I I haven't really dived into the comics I know that they they've been ongoing for a number of years I think maybe they they ended recently I, I I actually don't know but um but yeah, I would, I would love to 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 play with those characters specifically, and and to um, and to see what kind of hijinks I could I could get them into, and and how I could, uh, and if I could use my my very deep love and and enthusiasm and knowledge of the of the characters and the situations and the backstory and the universe to to create something that is um, that uh, that would be fun and funny and interesting and and uh and feel like it fit into that into that world because it's one that i really really love a lot i like it that's cool you know uh before we get to colleen uh i, I want to just say i think the guy the same publisher that publishes the futurama comics publishes the simpsons comic it's a very small studio uh yeah bongo bongo yeah yeah i think that's who it is yeah i think you it's should- partially owned by matt graining which is why he has the they have the rights to those two titles yeah they oh. just publish his stuff um you should um you should you should hit him up i mean early in my career i had my most success like i guess trying to get work just having people take me seriously I was with the smaller studio like mirage was like one of the first studios to mm. actually like i don't know i mean i didn't, I didn't get any work from them but like 
they had conversations with me, you know, like I got real close a couple of times. Um, it, it was a lot easier talking to them than like talking with IDW to get on turtles. You know what I mean? Like it was yeah. like, like it was way easier to get in, just get in the mix. I mean, if that's something you want to do, like you should just reach out, man. You, yeah. I, hell, they're probably in your neck of the woods. Honestly, you might, even <laughs> yeah. just, yeah. you might even be able to get a like schedule a meeting, just have coffee with them or something. Who knows? You know, but maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Colleen, Colleen, what do you got for us? Um, I remember my answer to this the last time. So what, I'm gonna. What did I'm you gonna, say last time? What did you say? I last think time? I said Stephen King. I think I said Stephen King. A Stephen okay. King. Like, I think you did. Yeah, yeah. In, which okay. I would still be amazing and awesome. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I would actually I'm, also like to do that. I would also <laughs> like to. Yeah, let's yeah, do yeah, it, man. Let's, let's just hit up Stephen King. Do and it. Should do it. Okay. All if right. He says no. Then we're just like we're just taking the dark tower and we're just moving I'll, some names around. I got I got a little shred of information. We could Another do shred it. Of, little shred of information. Stephen King has his own like um I guess you could say not studio but like office right. You can just send them an email. They give out licenses for for people to do like film adaptations of short stories all the fucking time. Again, sorry, sorry, guest <laughs> mom. Uh. You could, you could do yeah. that. You guys could I like. I know he's famous for get, for optioning um student films for like a dollar. Like you can take yeah. any yeah. story, and if that. you're a student, then you can option it for a dollar or something like that. I have. Yeah. I just have one request. Just uh, oh just a oh, shout geez. out here. We in go. the beginning or in the end or something. If this happens, you know, for us, you know, just come together. This is what we call the tiger's kiss. So. <laughs> <laughs> But anyways, call okay. Okay. please. I'm gonna I'm gonna switch it up completely this time. Okay. This, I think might surprise might surprise you guys a little bit. But I I actually am a Star Wars fan. I love yes. I love Star Wars. I think it's great. I've been a Star Wars fan for a long time. Um, I play Star Wars like role playing game. Really? Nice. Like dice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, okay. Yeah, the Edge of the Empire game. I mm-hmm. have a group of friends. We've been doing it now for like they're gonna laugh because they're gonna listen to this. They're be like, oh my god, did you just talk about us on a podcast? Wait. What's your what is your character? That's what I want to know too. Are you um, like a, my, are you a I Sith? play a Wookiee named Naji. Um and okay. she yeah, I'm like she's kind of the heavy like part. I'll show it. you all the I'll I'll send you like please, I've done character please for everybody do. because this is what happens when you have an artist on your like RPG team. See, everybody always says though, oh, they want to be a Sith Lord or they want to what's the other one? A Jedi. Yeah, I want to be a Jedi. Nobody is like, okay, so nobody's like, I want to be a Wookiee. Nobody's, I want to be a little teddy bear. Now, do you do you talk? Do you talk in Wookiee? I do not. I mean, every so often I'll like, you know, make come on, wake the like the sound. But I mean, obviously, my voice cannot cannot do the. There it is. But uh, anyway, yeah. So I I have a soft spot in my heart for for Star Wars stuff. But I would love cool. to like do a. I love what they're doing with the shows, and I love how like they're kind of making it a little bit more raw. Um, mm-hmm. And so, like, I I want to bring that to the next level. I want like a Star Wars horror like yeah universe. Like, I want to like bring in like I don't know like you know cosmic creatures of some sort, Wasn't like there... some Lovecraft feel. Like, wasn't there an episode of the Mandalorian that was kind of in the first season that was kind of horror where he like crashes on that ice planet? With, like, yeah, that was, that was in yeah. the second season. Yeah. yeah, second season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember like that was like because it was cool. Like Mando was cool. Like I'm not a big Star Wars guy, but I remember thinking like, ooh, 
if this is actually really cool. Like I'd never seen a Star Wars episode that was scary. You know what I mean? Did like, you guys ever play yeah. uh uh what was it? Shadows of the Empire for Nintendo sixty four back in the day? Oh, I man. I remember like I think my friend had it and I might have like played there's for, like a, a minute. There's but. a there's an underwater level where you fight like this Lovecraftian monster and it terrified me as a child. So I think you would <laughs> uh, Colleen, I think you would love it. I think I should go check that out yeah. for sure. But yeah, that would be my like, that would be cool because <laughs> I just yeah. feel like there's a lot of potential there Yeah, and that well, could be a, a fun thing to work. That's with. how, that's how the expanse became novels was them developing it for, they tried a video game and then they eventually went to a role-playing game and then they realized, Oh my God, the role-playing game, there's so much here. We can, let's write some books about it. So like all of the main characters names, like Holden, uh, Naomi, Amos, they're all characters from that, like their buddies created, and no then they kidding. put. The, yeah, oh, that's that. interesting. Yeah, huh. yeah, that all came from role playing game. Yep, that's how it started. They huh. created. Well, they created the role playing game, and then realized how much they have. So yeah, yeah. Wow. I mean, I feel like I, I don't know if y'all you know have played Edge of the Empire I have or not. anything like that, but it's mm-hmm. it's just it's fun because it's like. Um. It's set in the Star Wars universe, but it's it's not like you don't have like the Star Wars like characters, right? You're, it's kind of I would say it's more of like if Star Wars meant like Firefly universe, yeah. like you're kind of just like out there and yeah. like, doing your own thing. And, Look how excited uh, Brian's getting right now! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. So I, I have more. I so I have more questions. Do you all play to like? Do you guys all get together in one in one place and play, or do you guys play online like we're doing right now? Like. Yeah, no, we we all play online. Like it started, we are so two of us are here in Utah, two mm-hmm. of us are in Missouri, two of us are in Chicago. Oh wow! Um, oh cool. So yeah, so it started. We started kind of just before the pandemic, and then the pandemic hit, and it was perfect. Yeah. We were like, well, we're all home now, and yeah, and so now yeah, we're going on three years, I guess. Can one so. continuous story, or have you guys uh, like got like killed? I mean, we've had different the- arcs. I would say. Yeah. yeah. But like, but we're all the same characters That's and, cool. and still going strong. And it's great because it, it, we definitely have a more of like, like I would say like a guardians of the galaxy kind of feel yeah. to our team. Like, cool. It's yeah. Anyway, but yeah, so that would be, this is going to, I think this is a good transition then into this question. Uh, what do you guys both do um, that's outside of comics that you find is like, good creative rehab for your your own like uh mind's eye so to speak does that make sense because i don't know i'm always curious about that what other people do like like to recharge yeah like recharge your your yeah. creative juices so to speak well, i can tell you what it's not and it's setting up a kickstarter is not <laughs> to recharge. Yeah, that sounds exhausting. Yes, it does. <laughs> yeah. Um, what I uh, what I used to do, um, and will hopefully be starting again, is that my brother and I had a had a, a Futurama fan podcast where we went oh, through every sweet. episode. Um, oh, cool! Oh, every yeah. episode—that's cool. Yep we got we got through all 140 something episodes and all four movies and and. Uh, yeah, now it's back. You gotta so, say it's yeah, back now. Say, they now just you restarted, so you gotta you gotta <laughs> so get it back. Started. So um, yeah, uh, we we initially thought that we were gonna do like the the first reaction podcast, mm-hmm. like as soon as it 
you know aired we were gonna hit record yeah. on it but uh i don't that wasn't really the strength of of what we were doing before so we are now gonna you know probably wait um give it some time to to research and do some analysis and do some thinking about it and and put out the kind of analysis podcast that uh that we got really good at towards the end of the end of our run and and so that was you know that was where i really um was trying to challenge myself as a writer to look at these stories which is you know when i was transitioning to doing short stories okay like what's a better way to try to think of a funny short story than a sitcom format um you know uh so challenging myself to look at these and saying okay what's strong about them Mm -hmm. what is good that's there and like if there's something wrong about it if there's something that's unsatisfying about it then how would you fix it how would you rewrite this so that it's essentially, you know, it's still the same thing, um, but it is it is on a trajectory that ends up feeling more satisfying um, as a viewer. Um, and so we had a the unofficial uh, catchphrase or motto of our podcast was the purpose of this podcast is not to rewrite Futurama, but dot, dot, dot. Oh, I like that. Um, and then That's we would awesome. uh, and then we would pitch our ideas for what what we think would be better if instead of they turn left, they turn right. And it, you know, and this story was, uh, was, was different or structured a different way. And that was like, that was a real way to, to train myself to be like, okay, like look at stories, um, think about stories and then apply it to your own stories. And, um, and yeah, so that was, that was a big thing for me. And, like and, that. uh, you know, I don't have it anymore, but we're, like I said, we're going to get back into it soon. That, uh, that reminds me of a, of a, podcast that i listen to uh it's the only the only pod the only one of the only other podcasts that i i don't listen to a lot of podcasts but this one it's called turtle soup and so uh i'm a i'm a ninja turtles guy and uh these guys they they it's it's two guys shout out to ryan and eric they're studs love them good dudes um if you don't listen to it check it out if you like turtles but they started with the 1984 mirage comic and they go chronologically and they review every single thing that comes out as turtles from comics to action figures to TV show, movies, wow. every. So they've been Dude, doing it. Endless, endless. Material. So they've been doing it for 10 years. They just passed wow. 300 episodes. Wow. And they just oh. started on uh, the I don't know if you guys remember the next mutation TV show. Yeah. Yeah. So they're they're I on do. they're on that now. But they've been doing it for wow. 10 fucking years or, Ten years, sorry. Um, oh, man. Yeah, Come on, ten years, and uh, yeah. So that that just it just reminds me of that. So they do everything, and that's that's cool that you're doing that. But it's uh, they call it the journey. So it's it's quite a quite an undertaking. Even even for Futurama, which is what hundred you say one hundred forty seven episodes. Like that's not an insignificant yeah, like amount that. of of things to cover. So good on you, man. Good on yeah. you. That's awesome, Colleen. Oh, what about you? Um, how do I recharge? Um, I, I actually, uh, I mean, I live in Utah, so, and what keeps me here is the outdoors. I, yeah. I go outdoors a lot. Um, and I've totally seen your pictures, Tad, and like Alaska has been on my list for a long time. My husband too. And hit so, me up. If you guys come up, I'll take you hiking. <laughs> Look, I know a guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, same here if you're ever in Utah. But yeah, I, uh, I mountain bike. I love mountain biking. I've been doing oh, it for cool. a long time. I love pointing my bike down a steep hill and going off rocks and dirts and things. Anyway, it's it's super uh, super fun. And I 
try and do it as much as I can outside of the the day job and the, yeah. the night jobs and the parenthood what, and, and all that. So. What's your what's your zone in Utah? Like what area you guys uh you guys like to go explore the best? Oh, oh, we've been everywhere in Utah. Okay. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm a total desert rat. I love spending time in the high desert. Um, like I've 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 spent a lot of time in Moab, um, and then I've, you know, I've done all the national parks in that area. And then, um, yeah, like I, I actually snowboarded, really I actually snowboarded in Provo when I was like 14, ah. 15, somewhere around there. You go to wow. Sundance? I, I don't know. It was a long uh, time ago. I'm an old man now, but <laughs> it's, yeah. oh, that's always been on my list to, to ride. It's like the I've only what been. Eastern facing slope or something like that. Uh, or maybe I'm wrong. Or what, is that so, the one that sits on the border? Or no idea. Okay. But we went there and did it. Okay. Oh, that's cool. It's a long time ago. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I actually don't know that much about um, yeah. about Provo. Um, I live in Salt Lake, or just I yeah. live closest to Mill Creek. Um, so I'm right. I'm right next to a canyon, and so we go up there quite a bit, and we're always up there hiking. And um, that's cool. I'm just having fun with doggo. And then uh, as far as like biking and stuff goes, I actually do a lot of biking. We're really close to Parley's Canyon here, which leads to Park City. Um, oh, cool. Utah, if you've heard oh, of Park City, man. that's pretty yeah. cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sundance and whatnot. But uh, wow. so, yeah. So I I mean, I could get up in Park City in like 15 minutes. So I'm definitely there quite so, a bit. And so you live in like some of the most beautiful places in America, essentially. Kind of. That's awesome. That's awesome. Don't say yeah. anything. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, the place is a hellhole. Oh, hell All the Mormons, man. I'll tell oh. you what. One of those yeah, things. Yeah, stay away. You don't want to come here. It's no. the Mormons, so. Yeah, go watch Under the Banner of Heaven. Yes. I yeah, did exactly. watch that. Oh, my God. Uh, that's actually one of the only regions I haven't been to. Uh, well, I mean, I've been to Utah, you know, briefly here and there, but I've never done like that. My wife and I were just recently talking because we just did like a Northwest camping tour, like oh, all right up on. and down the Olympic Peninsula. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, so camping in like rainforest and stuff, which yeah. is weird because I grew up in Washington State, but we never went over there when I was a kid. Oh, you were on the, the desert side then. Yeah. No. No, we were just, I, I was on the part. Western side of the Cascades. We just never went to the peninsula because. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Because like <laughs> typically you want, like where I was at was up northern, like by the Canadian border. So it's like, you typically would take a ferry over there. And I think my parents just looked at it as too much of a pain in the butt. Um, so we just never went over there. And so I was like, all right, I'm let's go camp. I live like two, two and a half, three hours from there. Never been. So I, I think it's yeah. pretty common. Oh my God. I want to That's really so bad. Funny. It's just all, one of those things that I want to do. I just haven't done. Yeah. And, and there's not a lot of, there's not really much over there in terms of like cities and stuff. There's just a lot of small towns. So I think it's one of those, that's the thing that kind of keeps enough people away where mm -hmm. they, maybe they'll go and visit like, I don't know, Port Angeles for a day, but then other yeah. than that, yeah. they, um, but th the whole time we we're talking like, well, where should we go next? And, uh, we kept thinking like, oh, you know, we've never camped in like high plateau desert, you know? We, oh man. Hit me yeah. up if you do. That's where I spend okay. most of my time and have for the past 20 years so okay yeah. awesome yeah it's, i mean i have I, lots to I, say <laughs> okay awesome i read a lot of like uh like edward abbey he's one of my favorite authors oh man okay yeah. Yeah, yeah so yeah you kind of like you know he's like kind of gets like steinbeckian like spitting, oh yeah his writing spitting about he's yeah but he's spitting exactly about my like favorite person but his writing no is amazing. <laughs> no um 
yeah, I dug a little deeper into him recently. I'm like, oh yeah, he had some major flaws as a human being. Um, major flaws. <laughs> but he can write about the desert in a very yeah. beautiful way. Yeah. But he yeah, he had some great um great descriptions of the desert. And I was kind of like, oh man, we should go camp out there. That would be that would be wonderful. That would see be I, I lived in I lived in a desert. Not a fan. No. Not a fan. No. <laughs> I lived in Yuma, Arizona for five years. Not oh, would not yeah. recommend. Yeah. yeah. Where the sand dunes are. Yeah. Where they filmed Return of the Jedi. So yeah. Yep. I would love to see your giant ass just walking around you, just sweating like. Dude, I used to me. I used to stand outside for twelve hours a day. I don't know, like no shade. It was horrible, horrible. Oh, so do man. not recommend. Poor guy, oh, man. It's the armpit of America, Yuma, Arizona. Yeah, see, Sorry, I'm the opposite. I, anytime I get into like anything humid, I'm like, oh, my skin feels so weird I, and wet and. I live in Washington yeah. for a reason. I like the cool, <laughs> cold rain. Um, that's that's my that's my thing. So, I know I, if I wasn't here for this industry uh, uh, that I that I work in, I I would want the cold and the rain and the snow all the time. I'm just oh I'm yeah, not, I'm not built for L.A. I'm like uh, I walk outside and I'm like, <laughs> like yeah. the sun. Same. It's like. Um, I'm like Mr. Burns. I want to block out the sun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, why don't we get into what everybody's reading? Okay. Um, yeah. I'm going to actually go grab my book. If you guys want to kick it off, I'll be right back. All right, Gabe. This is something we usually do. Just kind of figure out what, what folks got on the nightstand, man. Are there any comics or books or anything that you're reading right now? Um. Yes. I um I just made my I just made my way through some some Kickstarter books that I had piled up. Um and so I I actually will start with one that I um I reread uh because it had been uh in my stack his uh um collected trade paperback had been in my stack of of stuff for a while. It is uh, Monster Matador uh by Stephen Prince. Okay. Um, his his Kickstarter is going on right now. Um, for his next installment of of that story, um, it is about um a post apocalyptic world with kaiju like giant monsters, and the main character is a uh, Mexican matador that uh that kills the monsters, that haunts the monsters uh, nice. in order to protect his his daughter and create a better world for her for the future. So, um, Steve is a is a staple of the. SoCal indie comics community and he does great work and and his books are great and I uh the I I can look it up quickly I, I can't remember his artist name but um but it's uh, it's a very cool book and I I recommend I recommend checking it out awesome awesome Colleen awesome. um I I've actually been reading more novels lately which is kind okay. of a switch for me so it's been great I just finished um uh the only good indians by stephen graham jones i believe his name is i've heard of the it's book a, i've never read it it's so good it's yeah. a it's a horror novel that uh revolves around uh the elk woman which is a native american myth mm -hmm. um and yeah really really good stuff like really great really great horror really like just great scenes like those for me it's always you know i'm a visual person so what i'm reading I read sort of slow, um, so it takes me a long time to to read books. I feel like, but but I'm, I think it's because I'm always like visualizing the whole thing as like a movie in my head as it's going along, and 
and breaking things out. And so, yeah, there were some really, some really cool things that he did with some, some horror scenes in it that I thought were pretty cool. But, nice. Nice. Yeah. Right. What do you got? All right. So I have a couple that I just picked up, but haven't read yet. So I just want to just briefly just do a couple of quick, just do a sh- quick shout out. Uh, so friend of the show, Sloan Leung got picked up the new, uh, prism stalkers, uh, just oh. dropped this week. So I've, I've kind of flipped through it and it looks, I, I love her colors. I love the color work that she does. It's so awesome. Um, so I'm looking, really looking forward to, uh, to diving into this. I've just had a, we recorded a, a like what Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday, and I've had a Something busy like week that. and haven't really read anything. And then, uh, actually I actually got a mythical Kickstarter book that I didn't think I was ever going to get <laughs> showed up today or showed yeah. up yesterday, uh, folklore by Carrie Nord. Um, okay. so I mean, I flipped through it. I mean, the art is, it's freaking gorgeous. Um, but it's, you know, it's been two years for a single issue comic. So, uh, <laughs> I got a, I got an update from, from one of those that I supported a while ago. And it, it was an update about how the artist had broken their hand and then had had a backup of their other projects. And I, I, I felt bad, but I also want to want to read the book <laughs> soon. So. Well, we, we, I, we backed one who, uh, Tad and I both backed one that made 65, some $65,000, and then didn't, did an update about how shipping costs are so expensive and they're trying to figure out how they're going to do it. Their initial goal was about 10, I believe. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I've heard of that one. Yeah. Yeah. There was some controversy and I don't know. Um, yeah. We've reached out to them. Originally, they were actually supposed to come on the podcast. Um, and then after the, uh, I don't know, once they got their goal really high, they uh, they bailed on I They kind of ghosted us. Um, but we still backed the book and everything like that. But uh, yeah, yeah, it was kind of interesting. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> hey, uh, the book was super late, but I, I'm always, I'm going to give credit when credit is due. Like it's folklore is gorgeous. Like it, it's in the art is absolutely incredible. I haven't read the story. I got it late last night. Uh, I got it last night, looked at it. I went to bed super early because I had to, was up at four this morning. But uh, yeah, it looks beautiful, and I'm looking forward to uh, to digging into it. Tad, what about you? Well, before I get into my book, I just want to say the thing with like I'll say about Kickstarters. I don't mind if something takes a long time. Just communicate. If- be honest. If there's communication. Yeah. Be just honest, communication. 100%. Yeah. Like, yeah, you break your hand. Totally understand. We can't draw uh death in the family or you're sick or uh, shit happens. You know what I mean? You don't, but like, don't ghost you just don't months. ghost. Yeah. You don't ghost someone for 15 months, especially when, you know, your campaign is like, uh, oh yeah, the book's done. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, that's just not cool. Yeah. At all to do. And, you know, if you're hitting high points on, you know, I mean, we've all probably contributed to projects where you just never got it. Yep. <laughs> you know, unfortunately, but it's the risk uh, reward. Know. That's the risk reward yeah. for sure. I will say he threw in a sketchbook that is really cool. Um, there's some. Really did you cool. get all the stickers and stuff too? I did. Okay. I did. Yeah, they, they. I feel like they threw in a bunch of extras to make up for the. Uh, which the I appreciate. Yeah. Which I appreciate. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, I was glad. I was glad to finally get my hands on it, man. So yeah. 
Okay. So I, I haven't been reading a comic. I've been actually, uh, do you guys remember Diane Fossey from the eighties? She was like the first woman to work with mountain gorillas up in Rwanda. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. We've got, well, I do. I can't speak for anybody else. You know what? Cultured. You know what, Brian? I'm not surprised. (laughs) Not surprised. You're too busy watching reruns of Magnum PI. Okay. You say that like, that's a bad thing. This is a peak. Peak male physique of is 80s Tom Selleck. Gorgeous man. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous. I will hear that. Anyways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, Diane Fossey, very famous. Uh, basically, you know, she did uh, the like what was said to be impossible at the time from a zoological standpoint with like single handedly, you could say like her, con- her, I guess the press for her conservation of the gorillas, uh, mountain gorillas, kind of pretty much. I would say save them from extinction. Maybe I'm sure there's some zoologists out there that would debate my ass to death on that. But anyways, um, so there was a book uh, while I was out in the the Olympic Peninsula that I came across in an old bookstore uh, by a guy named John Fowler. Came out a couple years ago. It's called A Forest in the Clouds, and he was a grad student that while uh, Diane Fossey was getting ready to go, she was. Pre- she was basically her last year before she took a hiatus and went to Cornell and taught, I think, for, like anthropology for like a year or two before returning. And then eventually, you know, unfortunately getting murdered by poachers. Um, it, it's interesting. I'm not done with him about halfway through, uh, but he's a grad student under Diane Fossey. And it is not it. it's not knocking Diane, I guess you could say, but it's kind of showing like uh, a fresh view of what she really was like as a person. Yes. She did a lot of like conservation and there was a good PR around her, like from national geographic, but she was a very hard person to get along. She was uh, as he nicely describe her as the longer she was in the jungle, the less uh, connected she probably felt to humanity so she wasn't exactly nice, and I would go as far to say she was mentally cruel, especially to her grad students, and he just writes about just his experience, and it is one of the best books I've ever read. Wow. Um, it, you know, like, it, it's just, it gives that, like, reality of, like, like, oh, and when you're reading it, it, you're like, oh, this all makes sense. Like, if you were being told no and you were this woman that's living in the jungles of Rwanda completely cut off from and uh, from everything and all you want to do is conduct research but yet you've got all these different societies and you know connected to Nat Geo and stuff like that that are like seeing this as like oh uh tourism like now right like you could say one of the big things she fought against is actually the thing that's saving the gorillas is even back then i guess they were trying to push like hey if we make this a tourist destination these gorillas are going to be very safe because it's going to bring a lot of money to the region um and uh and and that's the reality of conservation this day and age right like like why uh why does the united north america have some of the best conservation on the planet it's because we have a very healthy like uh like hunting industry and stuff like that. And like, that's, that's the reality if, you know, that's just the reality of it. And, um, and so eco tourism is, uh, something that they were trying to push back then. And she, I get Diane Fossey was adamantly against it. Um, and, uh, 
And so it just kind of like explores all that. And you're, you know, you're exploring this all through like a 25 year old uh, who's just like, he's like, I wasn't the smartest. I think I got selected because I would be easy to be told what to do. And it's just him. Like he'd mess up and she's just like busting his ass over it. (laughs) Just, just playing mind games with them and stuff like that. Like it's, really epic yeah and apparently she just like she looked she, she drank a lot she was a heavy drinker and heavy smoker just it's interesting it's not the like i remember i'm as a kid i had a poster of diane fossey in my room you know you know back in like what 91 or something of her with the mountain grills and you're like oh look at this sweet lady in the jungle no way she was a hard badass like you did not mess with her she was like charles bronson of the gorillas you know what I mean? like, <laughs> which i mean totally tracks though right i mean like, yeah that's yeah, the thing like, is it you makes would have sense to be. Yeah. I, don't, I don't even right. know how you couldn't be at that point yeah like, yeah my sister and i my, my sister and i were talking about because she's uh she did she she was really into this stuff when she was a kid. She did this massive project on Diane Fossey when she was a little girl. And we were just having her like a conversation, telling her about the book, you know, and she was like, yeah, it just, it makes so much sense because it's this highly patriarchal, like uh institution anthropology at that time there wasn't a lot of women there definitely wasn't a lot of women doing field research yeah so here's a woman that's going into an area that like most people in general are just like because at that point girls were viewed to be like violent and there wasn't a lot known about them and all that stuff and she just rolled in there like no 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 i got you know this i'm gonna school all you guys sit the fuck Uh, down yeah (laughs) yeah and there was no resources it's not like now where you could be out there and i could just call you from my cell phone hey bride man i just saw this girl it was cool i didn't have it there was there wasn't even roads out there where she was at you know like it was and apparently she was really like she was sick you know she had some stuff going on like health wise i don't know it was just it's such a fascinating like honest introspection into this thing when you take out all the marketing and you take out all the hype where it's like, Oh, this is what it really takes. This is the kind of person it takes to actually achieve something that's, you know, your heroes aren't always like um, how they're portrayed in movies. Sometimes they take somebody who's a gruff, a gruff, Sorry, Gabe's mom, a gruff motherfucker, <laughs> a gruff motherfucker to get some shit done. Wow. And yeah. It, but it, it's a, it's a good book. If you guys get a chance, uh, a forest in the clouds, it's worth a read. Uh, yeah. I want to try and get John Fowler on the podcast, but I, I think he's so busy probably because he's an anthropologist or a zoologist at like some university. I don't think we could ever get him on here. Um, but um, just send him, a, send him a fresh batch of tiger milk. We'll see what happens. You know, there you go. There you go. Wow. Yeah, so that's, you guys are like kind of branching into like book stuff now, not just, not just comics. Um, I mean, we, we've always tried to branch off. It's just, it's really, it's easier for us to get comic guests just because of my working in the industry. I, I just oh, okay. we like personally, I can just text them and be like, Hey, you want to come on the podcast? Yeah. Um, so with this stuff, um, like, you know, like Brian had a filmmaker on a couple months ago yeah, and that has been one of our biggest episodes. Yeah. Uh, just, we've right got so much feedback. Yeah. And we got into some conversation. Awesome episode. Yeah. 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 Like, uh, yeah, it, it was really good. And, uh, yeah, and so like we've been trying. Like there was one guy I was trying to get on a while back who he is a guy that does grizzly bear research, but he's the guy that the state of Alaska actually calls in when um, there's a like a an attack, like an ad- a deadly attack, Whoa. and he he's one of the guys that they like uh, they work with to okay, we have to this is a problem bear, we have to get. Rid-. So I was like, oh man, like 
that would be an it that would be, be a really interesting conversation. conversation. Yeah, yeah, but like I, I never got an email back, so which is completely understandable. Sure. Probably doesn't want you know it's like uh, that it might turn a little exploitative, or he might think we might be going that route. So, but um, yeah, you know, it, it, again, it's just storytelling, and it's like our old saying for the podcast was is the comics that inspire culture and the culture that inspire comics. And it, I mean, like you guys know, like every comic that you read or uh, there's some type of other energy, other stories yeah. that are coming, coming into it in some shape or form. And so like, we, I think sometimes it's fun to explore those avenues. We really want like good conversations. I, I mean, I don't care, you know, yeah. comic artist, writer, filmmaker, whoever, like if you're a fun person to talk to and have, interesting stories like absolutely absolutely yeah yeah yeah, you just never know right i mean you never know like every there's so like it's weird to think that each individual walking this earth right has had completely unique experiences uh like almost like a snowflake and getting to like tap into that aspect of storytelling just hearing a little bit of it here and there it's a charged word in in today's society unfortunately (laughs) oh my god all right oh wow well yeah there's a there's a whole passage in um a tale of two cities about how every every house has a has people in it with their own stories and every every person is a is a, is a house unto themselves and yep. they yeah they have a story within their head and yeah it's yep. it's why i always am looking into people's houses when i go to cities <laughs> yeah same here oh yeah that's exactly what i'm yeah. doing research that's yeah, why i'm search. looking in through people's windows at two in the morning watching. <laughs> i love it i love it well what do you say i think we're kind of winding down um I would love for both of you kind of one more time for the Tiger Cubs. Uh, let us know uh, your Kickstarter, what it is, when it's coming out, um, you know, what 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 we can expect from it. Uh, yeah, it, uh, it is called Requiem and Relki. It is a uh, short story one shot, a modern Western sci-fi Um and it is launching on Kickstarter on Wednesday, August 9th, and then wrapping up on Wednesday, August 23rd. It is a, a short two-week campaign. Um, so, uh, so yeah, go to uh, go to Kickstarter, search Requiem and Relke, R-E-L-K-E, and, uh, and check it out. Sign up to be notified when it launches, and, and please, please support. We'll throw a link in, in the notes when it, uh, when it drops, too, for folks to be able to find it. Yeah, this episode will probably come out a couple of days after it drops. Oh, great! Uh, yeah. Okay, so, cool. uh, yeah, link will be in the notes with uh, some of the the wonderful art that you guys shared with us. Yeah, and um, yeah, yeah, and I think there's something else I'm going to say, but I, I'm blanking on it now. All right, yeah, well, we've got some uh, some early bird specials, I believe, going on too. Ooh, so okay. Like, definitely hit the uh, hit the project oh. up as soon as you can. What I I know what, what what's the goal? What is the goal you guys are trying to hit? What do you guys need? Three thousand. Three thousand. You hear that, Tiger Cubs? Come on, three thousand. That's let's go. 3K. We can do that. Let yeah, let's, like Brian just said, let's go. Come it's on. Like, and we've got like some cool two gallons rewards. of tiger milk, guys. Let's go. You know? <laughs> yeah. We got some yeah, cool rewards. I feel and like great the rewards from... are, are super awesome. Okay. What are some of the rewards we can uh we can expect? Uh there is uh um how to describe it so there's a there's a holographic sticker um that is that. um 
of a product in the comic, which is something that I cool. like to do independently of Ludi also like to doing. So yeah. when we, when we connected, that was something that we were like, Oh yeah, definitely. I have, I have an idea for that. Um, so on the first page of the comic is, you know, the ones that I shared with you and the ones that people can see on the Kickstarter is, um, she goes to a place called jeans donuts. Yes. Um, and so that uh, we got a holographic sticker, uh, for that. Uh, oh, I need it as, as part of it. I need it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Real quick. Everybody's favorite donut. Old fashioned. Ooh, Colleen. Which is in the book. It's in the book. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I recently I I can't eat wheat. I'm allergic. Okay. Do you have a favorite donut yeah. or no? Back in the day, yeah. I, yeah. I think just like, yeah, old fashioned with mm. a cup of coffee. Mm. Can't really oh, eat that. Yeah. Maple bar. Okay. okay. Mine used to be cinnamon twist, but I've hence since been converted. I like Rainbow sprinkles. Okay. Cake donut with some rainbow sprinkles. Nothing on Nothing wrong with that. Evan. I'll, I'll, I'll go for a cake, uh, cake donut all day. Same. That's, that's yeah. same. I love it. Mm. Yep. Mm. Absolutely. I just awesome. love don't, I just love donuts. So they, they just opened a new donut shop in my town and oh, fuck yeah. there's not a lot of good. Do- Sorry, Alaska, Sorry. but there's not any good donut <laughs> shops in the state. Oh my God. It's amazing. Yeah. So they're good. opening a, a Randy's Donuts, which is a LA institution, like Ooh. down the street from my apartment, like two blocks in that direction. So that'll oh, be man. that'll oh, be interesting. Man. Well, I'm you know, Randy's okay, I'm gonna have to write that down because I'm going to uh Universal in right. November. So I'm gonna have to find Randy's Donuts down somewhere near Burbank. So Yeah, it's the uh you know, the big the big donut. Mm-hmm. There's uh the what is it called? It's programmatic architecture it's it's what la is famous for yeah. buildings shaped like things <laughs> so the, is, big, and the, the randy's donuts are actually good though they're good because yes. you see it yes, in like the are. movies and stuff like that yeah, yeah. okay awesome okay all right. all right take us home big guy all right well thanks everybody for listening in if uh if you want to hear more want to know more uh, all you have to do is go to the home of Blue Tiger Revenge. That is bluetigerrevenge.substack.com. Uh, every episode of the podcast is there. Every page of Operation Blue is there. And if you subscribe, you get a nice nifty little email alert every single time we post something new. So you're always in the know of uh, of what's happening here in the old Tiger Den. You're able to get that fresh tiger milk delivered straight to your inbox. So please do that. It's free. doesn't cost you anything. Um, you know, find us on social media. Probably the best place uh, that we post that the most, which pro- isn't also isn't very often, is Instagram at Blue Tiger Revenge. So find us there. Follow us. Uh, we'll try, no promises, to be better about posting stuff. Um, I know that's a great great way to get you guys to subscribe to that but that's okay uh want to thank gabe and and colleen for coming on this was a lot of fun you guys uh really excited about your new project launched on kickstarter uh hope you guys just knock that goal out of the park uh i know i'll be back in it when it when it hits i'm i'm excited about it so thank you guys for coming on the show yeah thanks guys thanks for having us Awesome. And that is all I have, Tad. Do you have anything else? You know what? Strangely, I do. If you go to anywhere where you know that I reside, Instagram, tadgalusha.com, you will see that in two weeks, my Patreon will be launching. And uh, so go sign up or just bookmark it. 
because that Patreon, you're going to be able to read my brand new self-published graphic novel that I will post be posting pages, new pages every week called Taiga. There you go. And so, I've I've seen I've seen pages in this. You guys don't want to miss it. It's pretty sweet. It's yeah. Pretty or sweet. if you do want to miss it, I don't care. Whatever. <laughs> do what you want. Do what you want. I don't care. Yeah. Because I'm not good at self promotion. So, anyways, uh, on that note, I am all out of tiger milk. All right. Well, if that is the case, what time is it? Hit the music, sir.